The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. Welcome to The Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. I have good news. You're getting rich at 8 and 9 o'clock this morning. We have $1,000 up for grabs with Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. We've made this really easy on you. We'll give you a keyword. You text it in. You win money. I'm joined this morning by Matthew Fantone. How are you, buddy? I'm uh, jealous of whoever wins that thousand bucks, Amen. man. No yeah. question about that Amen. one. Yeah, uh, dude. Holiday right around the corner. Yeah, money. Well, honestly, let's be honest. <laughs> there's no, there's no bad time to get a thousand dollars richer. Payday might as well be a year away right now. <laughs> sitting here on Monday, like, all right, dude. Well, we got six dude. packets of ramen noodles. Dude, you're bumming me out lately. No, with I'm this. not trying to bum you out. I'm just trying. Hey, to- I mean, dude, are things that bad? I I'm- mean. I- I'm just trying to make a thousand dollars sound good. Okay, all right, I, all right. I never quite know because you're yeah. really good at like walking that line. Mm-hmm. Oh, like sometimes where it's like, all right, is he being is he is he being funny or are you just seriously heating up cans of soup hey, in the apartment? Look on me, look on B. Mix it together, Why? you get a little bit of the truth there. Um, I'm good though, dude. Honestly, I feel like I'm ready to do a show this morning. I don't know why. Maybe it was the time change, and I feel like I got like a good night's sleep last night. I, I, dude, it was a long weekend. I didn't like take care of anything of in my life. I feel kind of tired from it, but at the same time, I still feel like, all right, let's do this show, man. Okay, good. I uh, Dude, the time change, I don't understand people in okay. this. I woke up this morning. Now, I did. I woke up earlier than normal, and uh, but I went to bed earlier than normal last night. Yeah. I was trying to get a good you know start to my week. And I woke up this morning really early, and so, you know, like most people, I, I, I was on Facebook pretty early. I was, like, checking what people were saying, you know? And the amount of, like, grown-ups I heard talking about, like, like this was a post I saw more than once from a grown-up. Screw you, time change. And I don't care if it's going forward or going back. It's an hour, and you're a grown-up. I don't know how an hour screws people up this much. I don't get it. I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning for work. 4 a.m. And this time, this the, like the time changes don't seem to screw with me all that much. I don't understand how people are, like have such a hard time with this. I think at this point, certainly in this job, we're both accustomed to like the psychopath sleep schedule, yes. where you just have a weird time frame, and everybody else is 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 different to you. I think if you have kids, though, that's where the real problem comes in here, is because they don't adjust as well. They don't, you know. Ah, uh, okay, right? all right, all right. right. Yeah, I forgot. I don't have monsters in my house. That's that's the argument I saw of a couple people. Where we're like, you don't know until you're a parent. And I'm like, eh, probably a little bit right there. Then I'm never going to know, dude. Because at the end of the day, we both, it's like, well, I'll just sleep until whenever tomorrow. Like, you know, on Sunday when it sure. changed over. I was like, well, I'll just sleep until whenever. And I go to bed when it's still light out anyway. And at this point, it's getting dark at 4 o'clock. So yeah, it, yesterday, know, it was dark well, pretty early. that's the thing is because ch- you, you yeah. change the time. And that's what a lot of people bitch about, too, is you're, you're, you're screwing yourself out of an hour there of, of, of light time at, at the end of the day. So... <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I guess it's it not prob- that big of a deal, it, right? To me, it's not. I, apparently, you know, I don't have, I don't have to take the kids to soccer, or baseball, or hockey practice, or any of that kind of stuff. So. I guess maybe, yeah. I, I saw something over the weekend where they were talking about, like, there's certain places of the country that don't abide by this. Yeah. and I There's only a few, though, I think. I guess I get that, and if you don't want to do that, but, I mean, aren't you really thrown off of everything at that point? Like, when they say on CBS, like, you know, the Browns game starting at 1 o'clock, you know, Eastern, and you don't change back? Yeah, that would be weird. Right. That's got to be really strange. Maybe more... Maybe they don't live as slaves to their TV the way you and well, I do. Well, but I mean, at the very least, at anything you have, like any anything that's t- set up on no, time. What, like what times things close. I mean, right. right the, the, yeah. the clock matters. Yeah, yeah. paying attention to the clock definitely matters. <laughs> the clock totally matters. Uh, you already voted early. I don't have to ask I you did. about that. You're, you're done with that. We, you and I got into this conversation you know, uh, before the show actually started. And I said to him, I was like, you know, everybody keeps saying online. 
you know, I'm just, you know, thank God it's this week. You know, the election's over. You know, thank God it's almost over. And I keep saying, you know, to him and to everybody else, I don't think so. I think this is going to get worse after we have the winner. I think, first of all, can we all just acknowledge the 7,000-pound elephant in the room? She's won, right? She's going to win. They're not putting her in jail over the emails. I want to stop hearing about that. She's, But she's won, right? She has won. And so for like weeks on end now, those swarmy liberal dicks are just going to be up on their boxes and screaming at Trump people who fought to the bitter end. Oh, yeah, we are. I just, this oh, now, yeah, listen, I want you to understand what, that what, what I'm saying right now is what I think will happen. Not what I what not what I think is best for the country. Not I'm not giving you any insight into me. I'm just saying I think she's won. I think she's going to win handily. And I think her people... Who have had to suffer through lock her up, killery, and Hitlery, and all that stuff are just going to be, and a little bit, rightfully so, vocal for a long, long time. Now, on the flip side of that, Fantone, I think the Trumpsters are going to be more annoying. If you find the Trump people annoying now, I think they're going to be way more annoying after you vote because, A, they're going to lose. Nobody loses gracefully anymore. Nobody. We don't even do it in professional sports anymore. So nobody's losing graciously. And those people are just going to dig their heels in, and it's all going to be, well, you know, they weren't fair, and then this, and it's rigged. And, and I just honestly, I'm nauseated by the whole thing. Yeah, there's a, a lot of different points going off there, but you're right in the sense of, well, she's probably going to win. And I whether, think handily. Whether, whether, you, whether you like it or not, it's probably going to be electoral college and popular vote. It's not going to be in particularly close. And I know a lot of people get frustrated hearing that, but hey, that's the cards that, we've, that, we, that we're kind of dealing you here. Uh, Trump supporters, and I've said this for a while, they're going to have a lot of misplaced anger, a lot of misplaced energy, a lot of like leftover feelings here. And I, I, I certainly don't want to make it sound like it's going to turn into a, a civil war or anything like that, but there are going to be those people on the extreme fringe that are that are very like, well, revolution time it is then. Oh, I think violence is absolutely part of the equation. I think I think you can't. Well, a you can never put it past the human race to bring violence into something. Of course not. Can't you can't put it back. We've proven not. time and time again we'll go there, right? So I think it's now. Look, I'm a little bit of a doomsday scenario right. person. I am. I'm. I, I, I'm. A, I'm a pessimist, and I will admit that there is part of me on the voyeur end of myself that kind of is like, well, if it didn't happen two streets away from me, not the worst thing in the world. All right, not the worst thing in the world for my business. If there should happen to be violence in other parts of the country over what happens, right? Let's be honest about that. Not not the worst thing in the world for my business. I'm not rooting for it. But I I know who human beings are. We've seen a little bit, not everybody who supports Trump, but we've seen a little bit of some of the pockets of Trump supporters, what they are capable of and who they are. We've seen a little bit of this as we've seen a guy who was holding a Republicans against Trump sign got like beat at one of his rallies. Just one sign, just holding it. Just, the guy, they, they, you know, they just beat the guy up. So we've seen pockets of it. So I think the violence thing, I think, Fantone, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to come into play heavily. I, you bring up the fact that, you know, in other parts of the country, and I'm not going to say like, oh, I think it's going to happen in Canton, Ohio, but I certainly think Ohio is somewhere where it's very possible to happen just based on the fact of such a purple state, which is essentially yes. at this point probably going to go red. I mean, unless people really do get out and vote early and vote tomorrow and, 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 and I really do think it's going to be a red state at the end of this election. Um, I think there's going to be that we voted for everybody I know voted for 
and now look at you, you bunch of liberals. You're sitting there. You won because of the Mexicans. You won because of the Hispanics down in Florida. You won because of the liberals out in California. And you won because... Wow. And, I, dude, and, and, and I do think that's very possible that here there's going to be a lot of people who feel very disenfranchised and feel like they have to do something to make things right. That's true. Yeah. I uh, I, I, I mean, of course it could happen it, in other it, places. It, yeah, that's... Yeah. I mean, Ohio... You're right. I didn't think about it that way. Right. And, and as, you know, like I've said before, like as Ohio, you know, kind of becomes a less important state in the bigger picture of the national election, it's going to be a very tough pill for people to swallow. And if it goes red and they feel like, you know, every everyone I know voted for Trump, how did he lose? How did he lose? How did he lose? And because the bunch of Hispanics voted for, for Hillary Clinton, you know, and that's really how, how it's going to be. So the FBI has said they, uh, they're they standing with their original assessment. There's no criminality in the Hillary emails. Okay, now look, I know some of you refuse to believe that. Okay, I don't know what's in every single one of those emails. Am I willing to bet there's something criminal in there? Yes, absolutely. I know the world. Okay, but I also know the world. They're not putting her in jail over it, so let's just move forward. But I saw this yesterday, and this is people trying to use math on the Internet to sound smart. The FBI had eight days to review the 650,000 emails on Wiener's laptop. There are 691,200 seconds in eight days. That makes that totally impossible. You're right, because what the FBI did, they assigned one person to look at 650,000 emails. That's what they did. They didn't have a staff of 400 or 1,000 people looking at it. They hired one book nerd in the back of some library to comb through 650,000 emails. You're trying to use this math to make yourself look smart, and you don't realize you just made yourself look more dumb. And you have to remember, too, these are digital files that we're talking about here. Therefore, it's really easy for a software program to decide what's a duplicate and what's not. Right. You know what I mean? So 650,000 emails with so many of them already being duplicates, so many of them that have already been checked through, it's not you're not going through each individual one. They're not putting her in jail over the emails. Yeah. It's time. I mean, you hey, look, if you're anti-Hillary, that's fine. OK, I have my of, questions yeah. about her. Right. You can be anti-Hillary. A lot of people who are voting for her are at the end of the day anti-Hillary. They just view that as the lesser of two evils. And I can't necessarily argue with that. Right. I, I understand how people can get to that summation of the events where we are. I, I understand that. Right. OK, but so if you, if you oppose her, that's fine. But my point would be is that you need a new narrative now because this one isn't happening. They're not going forward. Can I scream Benghazi? <laughs> All right. You know what? You know what? Let's just tell people that we'll, be, we'll give you $1,000 at 8 a.m. this morning as you get your uh, first keyword of the day for Rock 106.9's big cash handout. We'll be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. On Rock 106.9, we'll talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com at 8 o'clock. Uh, I, I, well, here's what I'll do. I'll, I'll search the internet for sports things to talk to him about. I don't want to spend the entire segment talking about a 35-10 to 10 Browns loss yesterday at home. Well, let's minimize the Browns' time. We've got, uh, you know, news on the Indians. Who's going to be around next right. year? Yeah, we got that. Uh, and as far as the Cavaliers go... They're doing pretty well, those Cavs. Yeah, they're pretty all right. They're not um, the worst. I want to talk to Scott about uh, this whole Tristan Thompson, Khloe Kardashian thing. Just because I was texting with Scott yesterday, and he mentioned, he's like, dude, saw Khloe Kardashian on Thursday... If you have any questions about what she said about Cleveland, just let me know. And I'm like, dude, how did you see Khloe Kardashian? Scott, dude, the guy is more a VIP than I will ever be in my oh, entire life. Oh, he's tied into the sports yeah. up there. They love him. All the sports teams up there love him. Got all the details. Saw her on Thursday. 
All right. Well, uh, good. I, mean, I I actually do want to talk to him about this because I heard the one thing Khloe Kardashian said, which is people in Cleveland don't recognize her. And I think she was trying to say, like, I actually enjoy this here. One of the things I like about it here is that I'm not always Khloe Kardashian. I was surprised by that. I figured their show was going to be huge here. I think people recognize her. I just think it's less like looked for. When you're walking through a, a Northeast Ohio Target, you're not looking for Khloe Kardashian. That's where fair. if you're in Malibu, it's like I'm always on the lookout for celebrities. What are all those paparazzi? Who are they following around? Oh, my right. God, it's one of the Kardashians. That's true. And I think that was the point she was trying to make. But at the end of the day, Tristan Thompson grabbing rebounds, banging a Kardashian, getting paid hundreds of millions of dollars, quit hating on the guy. Now the guy's living the life right now. But here's the thing. I mean, dude, we haven't seen the Chloe rearing its ugly head thing yet because the relationship's still new and going well. It's when it's not going so well with her where dudes seem to fall apart. Now look, maybe she's just dated mental weaklings before. Maybe Tristan Thompson is a you know, different caliber dude and he's going to be fine. He's going to be able to handle it. I don't know. I just like the social experiment. I'm kind of interested to see. I know certain women have a magical vagina and it can twist your brain all up and it can make performance-based jobs harder to do. Maybe Double T and Chloe K, maybe they grow old together, they hold hands, they never break up, they have like a 60-year marriage, and they both die on the same day together. Who knows? Right? It's possible. I, I, I feel like he, I feel like that last <laughs> little part. I feel like that die on the same day. <laughs> Dude, you had me up until I was like, yeah, well, I can't, can't co-sign that. So we'll talk to Scott, waitingfornextyear.com at 8 o'clock. I'm in video game heaven right now. Fans. Okay. No! <laughs> it's, uh, it's... It's that season, right? Christmas right around the corner. I'm yeah, sorry, yeah. Uh, the winter holiday right around the corner. Okay, I don't right. know. I don't know what the proper term is yet. I don't, nobody's told me what the 2016 word for the holiday is yet. But video game companies very very smart. They start, uh, you know, un, you know, they start releasing all of uh, all of their things. So I've been waiting patiently for the new Call of Duty to come out. Okay. And everybody loves these games. You know, they put millions and millions of dollars into them, and then the, the marketing and the commercials. Like uh, Michael Phelps is in the new Call of Duty commercial now, yeah. and Danny McBride's in that. Yeah. And I've been waiting patiently for this game to come out. Now, Call of Duty really was the game that put first-person shooters on the map, right? And of it's, course, there was ones before it, but people are going to say Doom and like some of these other things. And yes, that's all true. But yes, Call of Duty is what made it. They're the Walmart of first-person shooters. Everybody knows it. Everybody's probably at least tried it at least once or twice. It's Yeah, it's that game that made it mass appeal. Yeah, I stopped playing video games in, in, in the Nintendo 64 days, but really, it seems like that is the, the biggest, That's you the know, game. call of, yeah. So I've been waiting all this time for it. Leading up to it, I had purchased a couple of other games, one of them being Battlefield 1. Now, Battlefield is another first-person type shooter game, and they've been kind of going back and forth at one another. People seem to love Battlefield 4 when that was out. I had that. I didn't much care for it. I thought the Call of Duty franchise was better. So I bought Battlefield just honestly out of pure boredom waiting for the new Call of Duty to come out. So the Call of Duty comes out, and I get it over the weekend, and I got to tell you, I'm a little let down by it. It's not... It's... I'm starting to switch sides. I'm starting to see all the negative arguments that people have had about Call of Duty, which is they've never changed the game. It's exactly the same. And that's always what I've always said I liked about it, is I don't have to learn anything new. I just put it in. I kind of know exactly how to play it. It, 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 you know, it doesn't surpass your knowledge. 
But that point, aren't you really just kind of paying sixty bucks for a new map? Yes. You know what I mean? Like, yes. you, what are you really getting out of and it? And that then? there's some truth in that, right? And I never really seemed to care about that. It was worth it to me every few years. Give me a new one, and right. I'd be fine with it, right? I was totally okay with it. But I found myself taking it out all weekend long and putting, you know, Battlefield One back in because it's a more immersive, more um, realistic. It goes back to like, well, first of all, it's World War One instead of like space and like all this other stuff okay. where like Call of Duty has where it's like jetpacks and you know super slides and like all this stuff. It's more real and down to earth, and it's like I made the analogy that Call of Duty is uh, Walmart. And Battlefield really is Target. And for me, it's like Call of Duty and Walmart are when you have to go shopping, Target's when you want to go shopping. Okay. And that's kind of how Battlefield is because it's more serious. It's more slow. It's more developing. It's more like, you know what I mean? You have to play more as a unit. You can't just free for all it. And it's a, you're making a decision there. And it's much more immersive. It feels like playing a movie is what somebody said to me online. Uh, Preston uh, you know, tweeted that at me yesterday, and he's absolutely right about it. It's like you're unfolding in the story, and I'm just surprised that this franchise that I had been like loyal to for a decade it's just kind of now I'm like, eh, I like this other thing that much better. It's crazy. And once you get to a certain size, once you get to a, a you know, a, I guess a, a critical mass, um, you become that. And, you know, you bring up Walmart and McDonald's is the other easy thing to point to where it's like, yeah, we know we've had your cheeseburgers. We've had the McNuggets. We know right. you have low, low prices on, on stuff made in China. But I want to go try an artisan, you know, bagel, you know, sandwich or something like that, where you want to go somewhere different, something that's going to kind of like you know, I guess I guess tickle you some tickle you somewhere different. People kept trying to tell me when this game came out, they were like, "Battlefield's going to be better," and I was like, "No, it's not." And honestly, I bought it just like like I said, just waiting. I was like, ah, "I got a few more weeks till Call of Duty comes out. I'll kick this around." And when Call of Duty comes out, I was like, "I'll never put this back in." And I found myself going back to it all weekend long because it's that much better. I just want to say I'm surprised it's a World War One game. Have they already done a World War Two? They, they must have. have what, right? what happens there is that yeah, every few years they give you like now you're in space or now. It's like we'll go backwards. And I remember I read an article on Battlefield and they said this. They said, look, we're not Call of Duty, so we're sick of trying to be. We're going to go and do our own thing and we're going to make a completely different game. And it's a little bit more. Um, and honestly, like what turns me off on a lot of the online video game playing anymore, and I love this stuff, but what turns me off on it is like there's like chat rooms in these things. Right. Now. And it's so a lot of the Call of Duty players, they are. They're like 10 year old boys who just learned the N word for the first time, just learned the C word for the first time, and now you're hearing them at like alarming pace. I mean, it's like so, like the language you hear on those things is really annoying. So Battlefield seems to be a little bit, well, more nerds my age that are less likely to be like, yeah, well, I'm going to bang your mom. And, like, you know what I mean? There's like, there's not as much that. It's like people are kind of quiet, focused on the mission. It's, I'm just, I'm, I'm very surprised. Like, I think the Call of Duty franchise has maybe jumped the shark. I think they went back to the, uh, back to the spacesuit and like uh, too much stuff, too much stuff going on. And yeah, the World War One, like it sounds real. It feels real. It's pretty good. Pretty excited, uh, pretty exciting times in, in in my life. Nerds. Okay, now see, I wanted to do that first. Okay, because <laughs> I have a not so nerdy story about my weekend, and I'm in an ethical dilemma. And a couple of people have told me, "Dude, you got the green light. You should just go forward and you know go with God and do your thing." But I have a little bit of a hang up on this, and I can't believe this. But I'm going to come to you. 
as to help me navigate the darkness and maybe lead me towards the light of what I should do in this situation. I had something happen. I had something happen over the weekend at the Agora where I met somebody and I don't quite know what to do about it. So I'm going to, I'm going to need you to tell me whether or not what I'm about to do is, well, uh, if I'm going to go to hell or not, you get to decide whether or not I go to hell. Phantom. We'll do that next on the Stansberry. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9 at 8 o'clock. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com about that bronze loush yesterday. Get a look ahead at uh, the Cavs' season. And also get you hooked up with $1,000 at 8 o'clock as well. A uh, a listener of ours sent in this article, Phantom, talking about, uh, you know, before the break, I was talking about Battlefield, right? Video game uh, I'm immersed with. And EA Sports is the, you know, the company that put it out. And... Um, Apparently, they were in trouble for some of the tweets that they had about Battlefield because they were using like pictures from the game and they're like, yeah, when your squad's looking on point, it's like four soldiers walking in. I mean, and this stuff is, I mean, it's pretty realistic, these games. And like there's, you know, flamethrowers and it says like when you're too hot for the club and you're like burning live bodies. You know, people have taken issue with some of the subject matter in these games for years and whether or not it's too closely tied to realism and the like well you're not burning live bodies you know what i mean like no, no, no you're not no you're this not. isn't this isn't real no it's fiction so ea had to walk back some of their tweets pretty interesting stuff you got to know that though when you're talking like war and like you know historical things like people are going to be like that's not that's in bad taste so at that point though should there be any historical game like that should i i should, look should we... i want to say yes but i understand arguments on the other side where people raise and go is this really okay so no uh, obviously we can't do world war Two. we can't do you know the civil war but like no like realistic portrayal of like what's happening or what's happened in the past you know 15 years like yeah they like they don't do that like they wait you know what i mean they either put you far in the future or far in the past they don't ever put you really in the moment you're not fighting terrorists in any of these you gotta be come on you gotta be i don't know i don't play video games anymore, I, I guess i don't pay attention you gotta be there's gotta be video games where you're fighting like, oh modern yeah day i'm terrorists. sure maybe yeah maybe I just about, isn't play. there like modern warfare isn't that a game isn't that something isn't that yeah but i think they fake a lot of the countries and that kind of stuff well okay so you're <laughs> faking the names of countries and let's be real it's not like these american kids know what any of those countries are yeah, anyway that, that's they, like, fair point, point out the sudan on on a map <laughs> could never do it you know what i mean so could that's, never do uh, whether you're i know them, it's 16 clicks from where i am though whether you name it something false or real that that really doesn't matter if you're putting the the general overall thought on into it yeah i uh, i've had a lot of people tell me you know those games are offensive to soldiers and things like that and you know i guess maybe you know to certain people they are i, I don't know i enjoy playing them and i hope they never uh, I, I hope they never get taken off the shelves because I love them. Well, if you're making the argument for games, you have to make the same argument for movies, right? You can't be like, oh, well, the video game's too bad, but Saving Private Ryan's okay, right? I, well, yeah, I, I would, I, I, I'm on your side on that. Or is the tone of a game different than the tone of a movie? I don't know. That's weird. That's a, uh, <laughs> I, I, haven't, I haven't really thought, like, well, is that, a, is that appropriate? <laughs> well, luckily for you, buddy, we got a talk show to do, you know, multiple nice. days. Nice. You know what I mean? So we don't have to get to the bottom of it right now. We'll be able to figure this out long form over, over uh, you know, over the run of the program. Keep listening. <laughs> yeah, that's the hook right there. More <laughs> battlefield conversations. All right, so I have an ethical dilemma. All right. And I and I get hung up on this, and I don't know why I do. And um, I haven't asked too many women this, this question, and you're the closest thing I got. So, like, I so, but a lot, all the guys I've asked so far were like, dude, I think you're making too big of a deal out of this. I would move forward. So I was working at the Agora over the weekend, mm-hmm. and I worked the Good Charlotte show on Saturday night. Was the Good Charlotte show on? Uh, heavily attended, but they didn't drink a lot. 
So I, you know, for me, it wasn't like the best night I've ever had, but I still had a lot of fun, right? And I saw a bunch of people I knew and, you know, a bunch of people listened to the program and took, you know, photos and that whole thing, right? And in a group of people that happened to be there, there was a woman who listens to the show a lot. And she had her sister with her. And her sister is younger. And, you know, they drank a little bit and I made them shots and I did that whole thing. And so long story short, the sister finds me on Facebook and like hits me up on it. It's like, hey, blah, blah, blah. And long story short, it's a couple of messages and you're kind of cute and maybe we should hang out and all this stuff. But she's 22 and looks 22. You know, how sometimes like you meet a 22 year old girl. And it's like, oh, yeah, but that's not a 22 year old girl. That's like a woman. And she looks 35. Like, this isn't one of those. Like, this girl looks Taylor Swift 22-ish. Uh, the question there, though, is not what she looks, is how does she act? Does she act 22? Well, I don't really know her well enough to be to make that assessment yet. You hung out with her at the bar for like 15, 20 minutes yeah, at least. I you, didn't, you I didn't, can make a judgment. You I, didn't, didn't, I didn't get the, I just want you to shut up 22-year-old okay, okay, thing okay, right away. Okay. Not that this, the, the, that's not part of who she is, because I would imagine, yes, at some point, right? Uh, dude, of course she's an annoying 22-year-old girl, because that's the only kind they make. And so at, at some point, you're, you're going to see that rear its head. But I was like really kind of going back and forth on this. And I was like, I don't know if this is appropriate. Like I was like sending her, like we were messaging all day yesterday. Um, and I was like, is this, is this, is this something I'm going to, I'm going to do this? I'm going to pursue this. I, I don't feel right about it. I don't, I don't know if I, sh-. so of course you start asking your friends. Now my friends are all like, dude, what are you saying? <laughs> like if one of my buddies, Mary's got like three kids. And I just hit him up on Sunday afternoon. He's like, I'm literally holding two toddlers no. that are throwing up on one another, and you're texting me to ask me if it's all right if you sleep with a 22-year-old? He's like, dude, I'm going to kill you if you send me another text like this ever again. Um, you mentioned at the beginning of this that this all started because of a sister. Is yeah. the younger sister like giving the older sister the runaround here and trying to swoop up on you before or what what, what I happened well, like I kind of I don't I, I can't go so far as to say I know the older sister but we've okay. communicated a little bit too but she's in a full blown like relationship type thing right okay. so like okay. so, so there's there's not interest there or whatever but she kind of said to me at the show she's like hey she's like I think my sister might be into it and I was like and I said joking around I was like well dude isn't she like 15 now I knew she had like a drinking wristband on so I knew she was over 21 right obviously but I was just kind of making the joke of uh, I'm old she's kind of young I don't know if that's going to be a thing kind of wanted to and I was I was a little curious like okay well let's see how that gets presumed. she was like she goes what are you talking about my sister's 22 she's like if you guys like one another you should go out I was like I don't hear that one a lot. I don't, I don't hear that one a lot. Now, I will say that I think there's a little bit of validity to the concept of once you're in the bar, you can kind of date and have sex with whoever you want to, in my opinion. Your like, thing is always, you know, consenting adults. Right. In the big picture, yes. But I understand why an 18-year-old and a 40-year-old, there's going to be a lot of issue there. But at least after the age of 21, we're all kind of the same age in the bar. We're all sort of kind of the same age in the bar. I like, a bit. I, I like where he's young, at. Younger people are acting older. Older people are acting younger. There's a little bit of like, eh, we all kind of meet in the middle there in the bar. And maybe it's a lowering of standards for everybody involved. But I like I, it. I, I've, That's I've, what Jameson this for i've bought into that for a while but with that oh no why are you gonna do it to me man it depends on what you're looking at this as dude because number one there's 18 years of difference there and that's 
I mean, that's an adult. That's that's somebody you're allowed to have sex with in between you two. You know yeah. what I mean? So there's, yeah. a, there's, there's a huge amount of difference there. See, I knew I should do this. I, <laughs> I knew it. But you're not asking me of like, oh, well, should I like move forward with a relationship no. here? Like, so if, I mean, I know going into that, 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 that a relationship isn't, there are not enough building blocks there to build a relationship. And it's going to be easy to say, oh, well, she knows that too. But the real question is, does she know that too? And if it were to per- go down... Because everybody it, lies and say they know that. Uh, yeah, I'm fine with it. I don't care if we don't have a relationship. And then she's throwing a rock through your now, window. Now, we're doing a lot... <laughs> My God, really? I mean, dude, <laughs> we're doing a lot of examining before we've even been out together. Right. But I but I, I, I was really flipping the coin. And honestly, I woke up... And again, I woke up again thinking about it this morning because I was like... This might be the greatest thing that's ever just fallen in my, into my lap here. You know what I mean? Or this is opening a door that's like, bro, you've been down this road. You right. know what comes from this. And not, 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 not hard to predict, predict the end of this movie. I think we all kind of see what's happening here. Yeah. But I'm going to be miserable. You're going to get good stories. Everybody's going to be happy. The thing that I think would be the healthiest way for this to happen for you was it for it to happen that night. Once you start that's having. That's kind of what I thought. Once you start having to make plans like, hey, do you want to come hang out? Then that turns into you're spending time with her outside of just banging. Now, if you both would have been drunk and it was the end of the night and like, hey, let's go home and bang. That's the perfect one night stand. Too far from the Agora for that. That's the perfect one night stand, though. Is that put a girl on a forty minute Uber ride, dude? And it's just not. It's not going to be good. It happens organically. It happens in that moment. You don't have to like, hey, do you want to come down and spend the night at my house? And now you're now there's going to be a lot more than just like, hey, we're drunk banging it out. Yeah. Yeah, See, so, that, and that's where I was having a hang-up with. Yeah, like I, I said, like a bunch of my guy friends were like, do it, do it, do it, do it. And I didn't even ask any one of my girlfriends, because I know what they're going to say. Ew, Stansberry, you're gross. Like, that's what they're all going to say. You're not gross, dude. Well, how does that make you gross? Uh, dude, women really just have an issue with it where it's like, <laughs> where they view you as gross. And I keep trying to tell them, like, your husband would do this, too, if he could. As far as, like, being attracted to ages, like, that is the most common age range of, like, for men to be attracted to women, ages probably, like, 19 to 25. Like, that's when you're kind of in your uh, stereotypically really? hottest. Now, there's some people who love MILFs, and there's some people who love GILFs, and there's some people, you know what I mean? I I love them all. There's a, That's there, my problem. There, there's, I love them all. There's different, you know, attraction levels there, and some people like middle-aged people. You know, the dad bod's obviously a thing, and this chick is obviously somewhat into that. So I don't know why. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know why people have to be. Well, I, I don't know why I gotta walk away feeling bad about you're myself. A middle-aged dude, you know what I'm saying? So there's, there's, there's. People are going to be attracted to different age levels, and as long as it's over the age 18, you do whatever the hell you want to do, but I don't know why it makes you a creep to be like, oh yeah, dude, chicks in that age range are hot. Don't feel bad about that. It's the way it is. I was like thumbing through like the photos yesterday, because when you meet somebody, that's kind of what you do. You're like checking up on them and all that stuff. Checking up, masturbating, whatever, (laughs) you know, whatever you want to call it. I'm just going, not, through that, I, I, going through that Instagram all lies. I do the Instagram was still, the Instagram was private and I didn't send the request. Mm. But you but, found the Facebook but, though. But the, Facebook, the Facebook the though. Facebook was open, so I did. I looked through a bunch of photos, and here's the thing: mm. she's cute as hell. Like she's cute as hell. But the problem is, there's so many duck lip photos. That I'm like, oh, and it's kind of one of those things where it's like, that's a warrant, that, that's a flag right there where I should know, dude, back up from that. If you were looking for a relationship, yes, that's a huge red flag, but you're not looking for that. See, you're starting to put relationship things into what should be a one night stand, and that's where the problem is. She's going to do the same thing. Of course, she has duck lip photos, dude. She's 22 years old. <laughs> you got to think six years ago when duck lips were like the thing to do, she was 16. Oh my God, I'm going to take so many pictures. You got to be worried about that too, Stansbury, as you go further back in that face. 
Facebook feed. She had a Facebook as a teenager. I guarantee you she had a Facebook in like high school. We're like you and I, we didn't have Facebook until we were full grown men, until we were adults. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. Like so, you, you can't go back that far. You can't go back in the right. photo gallery and enjoy things. You ah, can't. Sounds like a lot of red flags to me. I'm not doing it, but I'm not you. So. I really thought the as long as you're both consenting adults, guys, bang it out, do whatever you want, was going to have my back on this one. I'm not going to press charges against you. I'm just saying I'm not going to do it. <laughs> my God. All right. All right. All right. Well, I'm definitely willing to do dirtier things, you know what I mean, and more scumbag things than you, I guess. I don't think anybody's going to be shocked to find that one out. I don't know, man. I want, I, it's one of those things where it's like I really want to, uh, I really would like to see her, but I don't, I'm not sure it's the right thing to do. And like I have my best, my best friend's a woman, and I have her in my, I can, I haven't told her about it, and I can hear her in the back of my mind, like stands for you're so gross. What are you doing? And then what she's gonna say to me? She goes, I know what she's gonna say. That's younger than my sister. That's what she, that's what she always says to me. Oh my god, that's younger than my sister. You're gross. And she always makes me feel bad. You know what? I'm not calling her yeah, anymore. Don't, don't. What are you talking to her for? <laughs> I don't know why. That's my best friend. That sounds like a terrible person. All right. The election is tomorrow. You can vote early. Fantone's done so. I have not. I've figured I'm waiting till election day. And, uh, well, a, a guy running for president, I apparently survived an assassination attempt. We'll get into that next on The Stansbury Show. Welcome back to The Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 7.30, we'll get checked up with uh, Cheech and Chong tickets. They're going to play the Hard Rock Roxino on the 11th, just a few days away. Hard Rock Roxino. At it again, dude. Yeah. At Good it shows. again. It just uh, across the board too, dude. Great comedians, great bands, uh, dude. Hats off to those guys. I'd be interested to see the Cheech and Jong show. I bet right now, given the political environment, those guys are actually pretty funny. You big Cheech and Jong guy? Uh, I mean, yeah. I mean, I like the movies as a kid. Obviously, I mean, everybody kind of when you're coming to age. There's it, something about those. It kind of seemed like uh, 10 years too old for me, so I kind of figured you were big into it. Um, not as much as like some of my buddies, but okay. I did enjoy the movies. Uh, I will say, though, uh, since you bring it, their movies up, though, about Prime for a redo, right? Now, of course, yes. For an you update? Can, you can remake any movie. There's no, yeah. there's no more sacred ground in that. Um, but who's? I mean, are they gonna redo it? Are they, I mean, I don't know they? if they could do it. You'd have to find like the up and coming funny Hispanics. You know what I mean? Who are those but guys? No shortage of those. Yeah, you Ramon know? Rivas probably. Ramon be good. And I can't think of another funny stoner Hispanic guy. One of the guys I used to work with out in California, Frankie, probably be good. But like, I don't know if he's gonna do it. Yeah, plenty of uh, plenty of young Latino pot smoking comedians. I okay. would imagine. I would imagine. Am I making a generalization about a group of people? Was I just build that wall? <laughs> build that wall. I'll make generalizations about people. Thank you very much. So I want to get your take, Fantone. Okay. Who's full on in the Hillary camp and already voted for her? I've already voted for Hillary Clinton. Already yeah. voted for her. Spent the whole weekend campaigning for her too. I uh, I want to get your uh, your take on what is being called an assassination attempt on Donald Trump. You see, obviously you saw this, right? Where uh, like he was uh, he was speaking, and the Secret Service like rushed the stage and like yanked him off of it. Of course, 
Now, I saw a lot of people coming after Donald Trump and calling him like a sissy and a puss and like all this stuff. It's like, dude, the Secret Service, if they want you off the stage, they're taking you off the stage and that's their job. And they felt like they needed to do that in the moment. And if you, as a presidential candidate, don't take the concept of being assassinated seriously, you're a fool, dude. You are a fool. <laughs> Especially when you're that guy. Well, dude, either of these candidates extremely unpopular, but just the overall uh, general uh, being a, a candidate of the presidency, you are a target, dude. There's no doubt about For it. For sure you are. You can Constantly worried about maybe being killed, being kidnapped, like his kids. You think that there's not people out there who are like, dude, if we steal, dude, if we kidnap that Tiffany Trump bitch, dude, if we throw her in a trunk, dude, we're gonna be billionaires and some nut job. And I'm not even saying like necessarily politically motivated, but you just have that. You've got that money, you've got that power, dude. Very, very serious. If you, call- the lo- you're right. The longest distance between two points is a kidnapper and his money. But you are right that dude, crazy people. Yeah. Clinton and Trump are the only uh, the two names they hear most because they're just sitting in front of the TV, just getting crazier and crazier and crazier. Right. And then before you know it, they're out on the street. Then they turn the Stansberry show on and they're yeah. like, you know what? I can actually go drive up there. They don't have any secret service. They got some old lady named Linda at the front desk. What's she going to do? Hey, you know, on her majesty's guard, she was. Oh. Yeah, Linda, dude, Linda could take care of business. She is our secret service, actually. She yeah. could kick some ass. She's feisty, that one. But no, dude, completely. So, like, when I saw people, like, you know, obviously, the big meme was, this is what it looks like when you grab a pussy. Ah, right? Because of the, you know, okay. the tapes and okay. that and that kind of thing. Okay. And I was just like, well, I mean, guys, look, I know you hate him, and he's not going to be president, and he's got some questionable, like, you know, uh, you know uh, plans and stuff, but... If the Secret Service feels like there's a threat, I mean, your feet might touch the ground. <laughs> you know what I mean? But they're going to pick you up and they're going to take you where they want. Yeah, I'm not going to fault him for that. I'm certainly not going to fault him Yeah, I can't that. do that. Now, the thing that I did think about this and the thought that was like, well, it's like, first of all, if somebody screams gun in the middle of like a Republican convention, shouldn't that be a good thing? Shouldn't it be like, all right, we got our guns in here, man. Me Cause, too. Because correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, this was not a gun-free zone. There's no way this was a gun-free zone because those are the most dangerous places on the face of the planet, right? It's yeah. a gun-free zone. Yeah, they are. Right? Because a criminal doesn't care if it's a gun-free zone. They're going to come in with their gun. So I have to assume every Donald Trump rally is a gun zone. You can bring your gun to it. And I would have to assume that that's the safest place on the face of the planet because there's so many good guys with guns that they'll shoot the bad guy with a gun. Isn't that all right? Yeah. Isn't that? Yeah, that, that is, should well, be that's, right. That's the way it goes. That's the way it should be. That's, I don't know. if it, Have you never seen that? that is, that's the way that goes. I'm surprised somebody didn't get shot. I am. Not Donald Trump, but I'm surprised that the guy who didn't have a gun, who I'm, had a yeah. sign, I'm surprised he didn't get shot. I I'm have. surprised he didn't get shot, too. Honestly. I think violence is right around the corner from this election. I really do. And I uh, I said to start the program out. Not that I'm rooting for it, but I'd be lying if I said it was bad for my business. As a guy who gets paid to talk to you about crazy things that happen in the world, honestly, violence erupting over this election isn't the worst thing in the world for my business. I don't want it for my country. I don't want it for my life. I don't want it outside my bedroom window. But for my business, it's not the worst. I uh, I really don't think that we're on, like, there's obviously people who are ready to revolt, and there's people who are ready to talk a big game. And there was, I think it was a, a state senator or something that said, well, we're going to have to grab our muskets and head down there. And it's like, I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, I've said it a million times, and really since the beginning of all this. I mean, where is the musket still right by the front door in this country? Like, where's this log cabin? Where is this fantasy land that these people live in in their log cabins with muskets at the door? 
I, I, I just there's going to be a lot of leftover anger, and there's oh, yeah. no way on both sides that this doesn't, especially now that it's turned into well, it's all rigged, and there was no way that Trump was ever going to win from the get go. And listen, I will say, I think Trump's path to victory is clearer now than it's been probably in quite a while. But at the same time, it's a very uphill battle. He would have to have everything, and I mean everything go right. One one of those swing states, or one of those states that Romney held that, that he loses, that unravels the entire ball of yarn for him. But at this point, he still has a ball of yarn. I, 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 I 100% concede, or concede to the fact of there's a possibility that he could win the presidency. I don't think it's going to happen, but it's a possibility. Now, I don't know the point that this guy's trying to make, but I'm being hit up on Twitter. Yeah. Emails! Benghazi! Yeah, that's, uh, that's okay, part of it. That's, that's part that's of it. it. But he says even Utah is coming around to Trump. She is in a lot of trouble. Now, I don't know this to be true. I don't, what I'm saying is I don't know that this is fact. But I'm, as a guy who's been to Utah more than once, Mount Zion is one of the most beautiful places you'll ever see in your entire life. You have a chance to go to Mount Zion, Utah, do it. And I mean do it. It's amazing. Right? So I've been to Utah. I, applied, dude, I almost took a radio job in Salt Lake City. Like I've been to Utah a couple of times. That feels pretty goddamn Republican out there. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know their voting history, okay? But as a guy who's been to the state a handful of times, love Utah. Probably going to go on a vacation there next summer. I'm telling you right now, it feels Republican as hell when you get there. You'll see in the uh, Utah state map here, yeah. all the voting districts are red. 2012 right there. Okay. Romney carried all of them. So the fact that Utah's even in play, and really what's making Utah in play is there's some third-party candidate, Evan McMullen, I think I want to say his name is. Is, I haven't heard of him. He's yet. appealing to the Mormons, and he's specifically uh, one of, uh, he's not he's not trying to win people in Ohio. He's not he's trying to just get, wants to win there. He wants to win Utah, right. and he wants to give Utah people a chance to have an actual conservative on the ballot, and that's where the great disruptions happening there. So if you think that by holding first of all, if you hold the Mitt Romney map, the Mitt Romney map, you lose. You do. Right. You do. So and if you think that like having to fight for a Mitt Romney red state is is like oh well that's proof it's going good. Yeah, I don't think so. That is not proof it's going good. Like I said, I mean. I didn't know what their voting history was, but I've been there. I love Utah. Some of the laws are weird, so I wouldn't live there, but I would vacation in Utah every year. And, I, dude, I got to tell you, I, it, I've i never felt like, yeah, I bet Democrats would love living here. Why it's so important to get out and vote early. Ohio is a, 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 a purple state where, at least in Utah, it's like, well, it's red all the time, man. Or in New York, it's blue all the time. Our vote counts for a lot more. It just does. And as, 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 as we get further and further away from that, take advantage of it while you can. Why are you waiting until tomorrow? Why don't you go today? I, dude, here's the thing. Like, I, I almost went the other day, and then somebody right. on Facebook was like, hey, I guess everybody had my plan. The, 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 the lines wrapped around the block. Like, I, um, I don't know. I waited this long. I might as well just go on election okay. day. Be amongst the people the okay. way they do it. Well, now what I'm going to say is it still feels very much like voting. There's, you know, the little booth you go into and you do all of that. But all right, I'm not doing it today because this is like the last decent weather day I'm getting all week. <laughs> and so I'm going to go golf today and, you know, the world and the elections and my very big, huge, important vote can wait until tomorrow. Okay. I respect it as long as you get out there, man. Hey, you got no, no, no. I will vote. I will not not vote. The only concern I have for you is you go there tomorrow and it's a three hour wait, something like that. Dude, That's- dear God, in Stark County, it's going to take me three hours to vote. Oh, dude, it's already been a one. Well, maybe this is a, a good evidence. Otherwise, is that there's already been a record set in Stark County for people who early voted. A ton of people have voted, which makes me assume a ton of people are going to vote tomorrow. I, I, I would, I would think. Huh. I expected honestly tomorrow for it to be like no big deal. 
I think it's going to be raining tomorrow, too. Dude, it's convenient. It's quick. It's easy. Board Where of elections. Where's the Board of Elections again? You go out 62 towards Alliance. And it's uh it's it's uh, right by it's right by that Walmart. Um it's Regent, you turn off onto and it's right there. It'll be a million political signs and whatnot. All you need is either uh, a your driver's good license. Golf courses out that way. Maybe I'll just go out that way. Either your driver's license or the last four digits of your social security number. Either or as long as you're a registered voter. If you have any like questions, well, did I move? Where do I go? Blah blah blah. Board of elections, super easy to do. Get out to vote early. That's what I'll be doing for the next two days, dude. Afternoons, going knocking on doors. Making sure people are getting out and voting. Yesterday, I was at this homeless thing, and we like bust people over to the board of elections. It was a whole deal. It's like a freedom rider over here. Was it? Was it? Was it voter fraud? Did you have them vote one once? Yeah, dude, load them up. Hey, shave now. Okay, now put on a fake mustache. Change your shirt. They'll believe it. Who cares? You had said earlier, and I and and I, I'd like you to ballpark it with a with a number figure for me. Okay, percentage chance that there is a real attempt on Hillary's life. You think that that's likely, actually? I think either way, and you brought it up that, you know, we all think November 9th, this will all be done. No, dude, it's going to be way worse. Dude, for the next three months, this is going to be worse than it's been. I don't know if I want to put a chance on either one of them, but I do think that it's a very real possibility, just like I thought it was a very real possibility with Obama. And there is no greater black eye to the country Black eye, not black guy. I was going to say dude Obama, but that's the best black eye. No, there's no greater black eye to the country than a, an assassination of a president. So I, I pray that no matter who wins. That, yeah, that's that, probably top five on that, that list. That does not happen. Yeah, I hope that doesn't happen. But I remember when Obama won, that felt like, yeah, I bet that could happen. For sure. Right? For sure. I was like, yeah, I know this country. I bet I could see that happening. And I'm not saying. I'm surprised that hasn't happened more, to be not, honest with you. I'm not saying, like, everybody who voted against Obama's racist. No, but no. But there no. are those people who were so vehemently against them and so fringe on that racism that they would take it yes. that far. They would Absolutely. make an attempt on it. Oh, that. I know some of these people that live in this country. I was, I, like I said, I'm surprised it, happens, it hasn't happened more. The hatred of Hillary is just as, 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 ev- as, as mm, angry. And as, I think the hatred of Trump. I think both those candidates have enough hatred against them. I don't know if the hatred of Hillary can be as hardwired and as and, and as that I don't know if that fire can be stoked as harsh as racism can I think misogyny really? and I think that the overall concept of the, the distrust of well, crooked the, government is is misogyny is, will, will can misogyny bring out the same kind of anger that hardwired racism could I don't know I'm not saying no I'd be interested to find that out. And I'll say I don't know if there's a way to. I'll say the same thing about Trump. Even though it's not misogyny or racism at that point, the anger and the hatred for that guy right now, there's somebody on the fringe of the left. And I'm not saying this isn't exclusively right. a right thing, but there is somebody who is so angry about Donald Trump and feels that he's so evil that they they would if if given the opportunity, those people would take an attempt to do that. Oh yeah. And uh, dude, Yeah, there's definitely people on that side. Regardless where it is, dude, there's no there's no room in politics for violence. There's just not. It's going to happen. I don't know about an assassination attempt, but I'm telling you violence erupts somewhere over this. And we're all waiting for, oh, just just get me to the end of this so, so it's over. This isn't over. This isn't over. Much like we forget, we look back on things with, you know, revisionist history. People, people don't remember how rocky Barack Obama's first year was. Very rocky. There were, I mean, there were, there were moments in that year where it was like, oh no, what's about to happen here? And I feel like crossing that bridge with the first African-American president and now crossing a bridge with the first female president, you're going to see parallels in those. I don't know if it's the same. It doesn't feel as likely that somebody would like look to take her out that way as I know some people who have racist ideology would with him. But 
it's not like two days from now this all goes away and the memes are done. No. This is the no. I was right army for six months and the well we only lost because it's rigged or vice versa. But I'm hearing now from Twitter it says I'm in Star County I waited an hour to vote yesterday. I will admit that if I'm waiting three hours tomorrow to vote, that's going to annoy the hell out of me. I don't know if due process is worth. I do. I do. My time is very important. Yeah, dude, you gotta play Call of Duty. You gotta play Battlefield. <laughs> Duh. How's he gonna know which one's better? They have found sex weed. We have sex weed. Nice. Yeah, you ready? Yeah. We have sex weed. We'll get into that. And also, you know what? That seems like the appropriate time to give you Cheech and Chong tickets. So we'll do all of that next on the Sansbury Show. Go six nine. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. You'll get $1,000 richer at 8 a.m. this morning. We'll pass out the first keyword for Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. You'll text it in. You'll win money. Also at 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Get a look at all the Indians who will remain on the roster. Look back at yesterday's Browns game. See if there was any progress made anywhere during that. Didn't feel like it watching it, but Scott sees some things maybe that I don't from time to time. So we'll talk to him at 8 o'clock. We have Cheech and Chong tickets. They're playing the Hard Rock Roxino November the 11th. We're going to give you those in just a few minutes. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need for those. So this feels like an appropriate time to talk about this since we're going to give away some Cheech and Chong tickets. I'll be honest with you. As a user of cannabis, okay, I find potheads to be a little annoying. How could you possibly find potheads to be annoying? I'll, I'll be honest with you. Some of my own people, dude, you're annoying. Like, if all you want to talk to me about is weed, you're annoying. If you expect me to know the names of strains of weed, you're annoying. Um, now, anytime you start talking about one thing, it becomes annoying. If whether that's your, you know, your new sobriety, gym, your Jesus, or, right. or gym or whatever, it's annoying. But you're right, Battlefield Pot One, right. potheads are in particularly annoying about it. Dude. They really are, and, and, and there's so much lack of any substance in that conversation where it's just like, dude, the mango mai tai yummy yums, dude, they're so good, bro. Gross from the ground, how bad gonna be? Gross from the ground, how bad gonna be? I mean, potheads are wildly annoying about this stuff. God made weed, man made beer. Who do you trust, bruh? Neither one of them. Who do you trust, bruh? Neither one of them. I don't trust either one of them. It cures everything, bruh. Bruh, it cures everything. What do you got? You got cancer? Dude, just smoke a little bit of bud. Be fine. Kids got asthma? Smoke weed around your kid. It's going to be good. The names of weed is so annoying. Like the com- like the lingo in it is very annoying. And I, I just find it coming past me. And it's just, I, I find the whole thing to be like, ugh, enough already. Have you ever gotten, what do I want to say? Maybe tricked or duped by somebody saying, oh, yeah, Stansberry, this is the Death Star, bud. And you're like, wait a second. I love Star Wars. I want the Death Star, bud. <laughs> yes, I, I've been tricked into stupid things like that. Stansberry, it's, it's the lightsaber. It's the Darth Vader meow meows, dude. You got to get these butts. I find, that, I find it all to be. Just kind of annoying. Yeah, they're terrible. They are. They're the worst. But there's a new strain of weed being put out that I think I want to get my hands on. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Karen Wagner is behind a strain, uh, strain of marijuana that she had smoked with her partner before having sex and said this led to like the best sex of her life. Nice. Okay. Now, 
Again, weed heads, potheads are going to tell you, oh, yeah, sex is better on weed, man, because everything's better when you're high. Right? That's what a pothead's going to say. Of course. Of course. But high sex isn't the worst. It's actually not no. it's, it's actually not that bad. No. Um, you know, I don't think you want to have high sex every time, just like you don't want to have drunk sex every time. Once you get into that territory, you probably got a problem. But it's certainly uh, you know, you're both high and and and, and naked and banging each other out. No, good things can happen. A lot of good stuff can come from that. But this woman was out to create a strain that would allow her and any other woman to orgasm through smoking this weed and then having the sex there. Because, you know, surprise, not every woman orgasms every time they have sex. I know guys just went, really? No, I think, <laughs> but, I think mine does. But, think but so. honestly, dude, your wife's making the shopping list in the back of her head when you're jackhammering away. Right. <sighs> and by jackhammering, it means sweaty and, 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 and just on top of her and uncomfortable. Like, <sighs> oh, my God. Like a pasta noodle just fresh out of the pot. It's awful. You haven't found her attractive in the last five years. <laughs> she hasn't been attractive in 10. <laughs> <laughs> So this woman's creating a strain of marijuana that she says will guarantee women to orgasm while smoking this and then having the sex there. Now, I have found marijuana to work one of two ways with women. It either, A, puts them in the mood to have sex and they're crazy and then like, yeah. Or, oh yeah, no, I'm just going to pass out on the couch now. Like, there's no in-between. Yeah, that I've ever seen with women. It's either like she smokes weed and then she, you know, will get all hopped up on it, and then she, yeah, she will. She'll get randy. They say. Uh, I think there's a little bit of like, what's your experience with it? Because if you're the kind of broad that buys her own weed and smokes weed on a regular basis, then yeah, you're probably a good stoned sex partner, right? But if you're only smoking weed because you came over to hang out with me and now we're gonna watch something on Netflix, and so, I happen to have it, right? right then, then it's probably just gonna be her passing, laughing for a while and then passing out. So I guess the key to this weed that she's created is that the THC level in this is actually lower, not higher. Uh-huh. And they say that women need less THC in their marijuana to get them high than a man does. Yeah, probably the same concept as alcohol. Bigger frame, yeah. harder to absorb, yeah. that, that, that kind of thing. Yeah, okay. I would imagine. I could see that. I guess. Um, and you really do have to think within the past 20 years, I mean, I can remember from when I first started buying weed till now where it's like, I can't even remember. I don't even like know where to get bad weed. You know what I'm saying? Like it, where back in the day, it was just it was all, you, all could you could get. get. If you got like, dude, if you got dang buds, that's like mids nowadays. Right. You know what I mean? We've definitely taken a step up in quality of chronic. Oh, the quality of weed that you could get when I was a freshman in high school. Like if you would have shown me like the average strain of weed now in the ninth grade, <laughs> I would exactly. Where the hell did you get that? Yeah, dude, what is that? Is that still weed? No, you're right about that. Like, yeah. I honestly, I don't even, like, if somebody said to me, go get me, like, the crappiest bag of weed you can find, I wouldn't what even know where to I, go. What do I do? <laughs> Show me, dude, where's the nearest elementary school? Like, maybe, that's... maybe it's because, you know, you have more money now, but at the same time, it just, the technology of growing, the 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 the, the, the research has gone into that. It's no longer just throw a couple of seeds in your, in, in your backyard and hope something comes up. I mean, there's people yeah, who Yeah, it's are, on the windowsill. People, Six months we'll have weed. People creating hybrids and things like that, and, 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 and the pothead scientists are out there doing their thing. So it's much better. I understand there's different grow methods and there's different things you can do to weed along the way. And, you know, it can be more potent and less than this. And you can make it taste like this or you can do this. I don't buy into the we can make women orgasm from this strain of weed.
I not from that it. strain because I do I think weed could help a lot of women orgasm. Yes, loosen you're up, be, get yeah, in the moment. Sure, a little bit loose, a little loosey goosey, feeling good about yourself. You're you know you're high, so you're really a little bit less. You know, anxiety uh, level comes right, down. Right, yeah. right, right, right. Or, or I mean, through the roof. Worse. Yeah, it goes worse. Oh my then. god, is somebody watching us? Oh my god, can he see my fat rolls oh my on my gosh. stomach? The answer is yes. Of course we can. They're fat. They're there. We're <laughs> looking at them. It's like a third boob almost. I don't buy the. Smoke this and you'll you'll orgasm for sure. Yeah, but I do buy into like, hey, ladies, if you're having a problem orgasm, maybe you should try to get a little high before you touch yourself. And I, yeah, like us. yeah, I can buy into that. Yeah. I think that you'll never lose money doing what, doing these two things. Hey, we'll make your penis bigger. Ladies, you'll have an orgasm. You'll never lose money putting those phrases on your product. Shut up and take my money. I need a bigger penis. That's what I need. Right now, every woman's saying, leave the weed. Just give me the bigger penis. I'll right, probably have the right, orgasm. Right. Yeah, both those problems could take care of each other. <laughs> Cancel have, each other out. Why don't we have bigger penises? Why aren't we having <laughs> orgasms? Nobody knows. All right. Well, let's send you on a date yeah. to see Cheech and Chong so you nice. can do a little, you know, have a little weed, have a little uh, sex there. Cheech and Chong playing the Hard Rock Roxino November the 11th. Call her 15. 1 800 243 7625. We'll get choked up with those. And again, $1,000 up for grabs at 8 o'clock on Rock 1069. Hey guys, you got Sansbury here for CSE Federal Credit Union. I've been with them now a few years and I absolutely love how local and how convenient CSE Federal Credit Union has been for me. Holiday season right around the corner. We all know how expensive that can be. Trying to make sure every gift is bought on that list can be a challenge. So whether you're looking for a loan, maybe a credit card or just gift cards or maybe just a place to save up the money to get you through the holiday, CSE is there for you. Handle your banking with a place that's 100% local and works with you no matter what your credit score is and they're going to look at you like a person, not just an account number. Check out more info at csefcu.com. On Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. On Rock 106.9 at 8 o'clock, we'll give you a keyword for Rock 106.9's Big Cash Handout. You'll win $1,000 by texting it in. We have two opportunities for you this morning, one at 8, one at 9. Also at 8 o'clock, we'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. Get a look uh, around the world in sports. We have been unable to lock down any more information on this story, but Fantone found this Facebook post of this woman from here in Canton. And you can see this. It's up at wrqk.com. But apparently from the 5th, so two days ago, there is a Canton police cruiser wrapped around a telephone pole. And uh, apparently, uh, if I'm reading this right, the picture was taken at 2 a.m. on November the 5th. But like we said, we are, we've are we looked all over. Looked at the rep, cantonrep.com. Check some other local news sites here, Twitter. Did a Google search on it. And I'm we're unable to find any more information. I'm very curious to find out what happened there. If there, if there was a chase maybe that happened and maybe uh, he lost control of the vehicle or seems strange that there's no info out whatsoever about a cop car wrapped around a telephone pole. Yeah, it was a little strange. I figured the rep for sure would have covered it, and I checked the Canton Police uh, Facebook page, and I didn't see anything about that. I would figure, and, and by no stretch of the imagination am I trying to say, like, oh, somebody was doing something wrong, but I would figure they would want to just they cut that off at the pass, and instead of having like a bunch of rumors on Facebook mm-hmm. saying, like, oh, look at Canton PD, they're drunk driving. Instead of that, why not just say, like, hey, a tie rod broke and the car fell out of control or or say something like, you know. No, I would think that if it was drunk driving, 
that blue protects their own there. You call one of your buddies on the squad, and they find a way to get the car out of there. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. Maybe not. But I, uh, So I, I'm going to more likely say it's high-speed chase went wrong. Right. But if there was a high-speed chase, we would have been hearing about that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It was just. It's strange. And at first, I was like, "Well, it's that's not a Canton cop car. No, it certainly is a Canton cop car. Like, there's no doubt about yeah, it. Yeah. We look, zoomed in. You looked. It's it's there. The logo on the side is the Canton. And it's, I mean, there's the Pro Football Hall of Fame in the logo right there. Yeah. So there's no denying that. And I just. I mean, I'm just shocked that there's not more details about this. Somewhere. Yeah. I'm interested to find out what's going on with it. If anybody knows, let us know. Stansburywrqk.com, or you can uh, tweet at me, which is at Stansbury Show. I'm interested to find out more info on that. Keeping with the police officers, you hear about this, Summit County, where a man was arrested earlier this week. According to the United States Attorney's Office, Jerry Davis, 35 of New Franklin, was stopped for speeding on November 1st in Akron. He then tried to flee the scene and then trashed his car, and they uh, they found more than, listen to this, dude, 24 pounds of cocaine. Wow. Dude, that is, that would be a lot of marijuana. That would be a lot of marijuana. So then if you make that cocaine, that's a ton of cocaine. Right? It might as well be a literal ton of cocaine, dude. That is serious, serious movement of drugs right there. That's no joke. Yeah. You are legitimately a drug... You're not a dealer. You're a trafficker at that point. Yeah, no no doubt that that's drugs that will get you killed. Oh, God, yeah. 23 pounds of cocaine. And I know Dude, a kilo of cocaine can get you killed. It's often hard for people who don't have a lot of experience with drugs to hear the numbers. Like and weights. Put it together. Because they're like, oh, dude, three grams, grams. of weed. Yeah, that's, right. that's nothing. That's Dude, that's absolutely nothing. And like, no, that's, you know, it's an amount of weed that people buy. Like, so people, 24 pounds, you're right. That, that might as well be a ton. Right. You might as well have a semi full of it. They also found a 40 caliber pistol. Surprise. Extended magazine in the car as well. 24 pounds of cocaine is so much cocaine that if you were a cocaine user hearing this news, you would be worried, am I going to be able to get my cocaine like this week? Or did my prices just go up a ton? Oh, of course. It go- it was, uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Is the answer to that. Yes. 24 pounds of cocaine off the street. Uh, that is going to affect pricing for sure. Yeah. For sure. Probably the availability to it. Probably, dude, that's probably it's probably a huge shipment into Akron. And that from there goes all out. Dude, that's... Cokeheads are nervous right now. And I was just going to say, at 24 pounds, you're affecting more than one supply chain. For sure. So, yeah, pricing is going to be affected by that. But it's a good move for the cops there, dude. Getting 24 yeah. pounds of coke off the street is pretty Hell good yeah. there. <laughs> I want to know what's going on with this Canton cop car wrapped around this light pole, though. I'm very stressed out about that. I want to know what's happening there. Because I'm like you, though. It seems strange in the information age that we can't get information. Now, in the Facebook comments where this picture is, I've seen a couple different stories. Like, oh, well, he fell asleep. He was working 20-hour shift. Or, oh, something broke on his car. But those are all, like, speculation of, like, well... Speculation. And honestly, at that point, if something broke on the car, they would be... Again, the Canton PD would want to get that information out to be like, yeah, sometimes cars breaks like sometimes things that the, yeah. the the word accident is there for a reason right you would think they can't pd would want to get out ahead of that but i have not i've i've not heard a single thing about this anywhere scott from winning for next year.com is going to have some interesting insight into uh well the cavalier season and uh you know what maybe i shouldn't say he's going to have excellent insight into the browns loss yesterday i don't no. know maybe he won't <laughs> there's, no, there's no way to make that excellent maybe, maybe he won't 
I uh, I do have some questions about the Browns Forum, though. We will have Scott field those next on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. A couple of technical difficulties there. We apologize. Luckily, nobody died. You know what I mean? Like, dude, that's the cool thing about not being a doctor. You know what I mean? You screw up at work. It's like nobody dies. Everybody's going to live. Things are fine. We're joined this Monday morning at 8 a.m. the way we are every week by Scott from winningfornextyear.com. My man, thanks uh, for joining us. How are you? I'm not too bad. Uh, You know, all things considered, Browns blow. Uh, Indians didn't win the World Series, but... uh... Well, well, you know, it's, it's it's sunny, and then the Cavs are undefeated. All right, let's start with the Browns. Okay, <laughs> let's get it out of the way. Zero and nine, right? Is that where they are now? Yeah. I, now I predicted they would lose every game this season, and I meant it when I said it. But there was a little tongue in cheek as well. But I'm really starting to think that they could go. They they could go winless. Like, uh, do you see a win on this schedule or no? Well, it's it's. It's getting tougher. Um, you know, Baltimore's going to be on the road. It's going to be on short rest. They're a team that didn't let Pittsburgh score for the first three and a half quarters of the game on Sunday. Um, and then, then the road gets a lot tougher uh, between then and pretty much San Diego at home. Um, is, is, it seems to be the one that a lot of people are circling. Yeah, but, um, I don't oh, quite know why outside of the fact that San Diego is going to have to travel across the country to Cleveland. Yeah, but if you look in at the San... winter, in the winter, I mean, that's right. really it. Um, you know, if you look at if you stack both teams together, um, they were decimated by injuries. Their, their star receiver was carted off the first week of the season with an ACL. Uh, Daniel Woodhead, their running back, was carted off the week after. I mean, they, they haven't exactly been the uh, beacon of good health either, yet they're winning football games. And I don't know how anyone thinks this Browns team is better than them outside of the fact that maybe San Diego will be out of contention or, or it'll just be a schedule loss. Because other than that, I don't know, man. It's, it, this team is just really, really bad. And, you know, for all of, I know, I know Dallas has a good offensive line. I think Cleveland has a decent offensive line. But they were almost tore apart largely by two rookies yesterday. And, you know, we talk about inexperience and growing pains and all that stuff. Those guys jumped right in and are and are, are, are legitimate NFL players, and we're like waiting for ours to to kind of blossom here. So, I don't know if they're going to win a game this year. I know, I know. Uh, I think it was Chris Kirksey said that he guarantees or something that they won't go own sixteen. I mean, I guess if you want if he wants to take the field there, but I don't know if you could pick one game that they're going to win. I think it's something that'll just sneak up on us, and we're going to be like, oh, hey, look, they won, and then we're going to be pissed that they are now tied with San Francisco in draft position. You can't write the San Diego game off as a win. I'll say they played yesterday. They played the Tennessee Titans. Marcus Mariota threw for three touchdown passes against them and lost. I don't see a Browns quarterback throwing for three touchdown passes. I don't see that happening. So by that kind of math, I don't see the Browns beating the San Diego Chargers. I also think San Diego is probably the best average team in the league. If you look at their, and I hate to get too advanced at stats on, on the football side of things, but I think they, with the way that they lost their first four games this season, there was like a, a lottery's chance in hell that that should have happened, given that they were winning every one of them with like two minutes to go right. in the fourth quarter. Um, and I think people are looking at their record and not looking at the fact that they're scoring, you know, 37, 38 points a game. They're, they're, and, they're a better team and, than and their record And they're led by, I mean, Philip Rivers continues to be one of the most under-discussed quarterbacks in football. Um, because, you know, he's, he's kind of an a-hole and, you know, he's in San Diego and nobody really pays attention to San Diego except even, even in San Diego. Right. 
That's but, true. You know, but he's but he, he he makes guys like Tyrell Williams become legitimate NFL receivers. He turned, you know, they, they have two tight ends who are really good. Travis Benjamin's out there. Uh, Melvin Gordon, who you know didn't play very well last season, it looks like a legit running back this right. year, and he tore up that Tennessee defense that this Browns offense couldn't muster a single thing against in the run game. So I mean, there's there's a lot to like out there in San Diego, and for those who are to your point, writing it off as a win, they're they're not paying much attention to what the Chargers are doing out there. Scott, with the uh, with the NFL kind of sitting in the uh, what do I want to say doghouse in a lot of Americans' minds right now, with you know all the issues and now what has turned into a lack of ratings compared to years past. Why on earth do they make the decision to put the Cleveland Browns against the Baltimore Ravens in one of the highlight games of the week? What's what's the what's the thought process there? Every team gets a Thursday night game. Uh, so the Browns have to be on a Thursday night game at some point. Ultimate Jeez. participation uh, plaque right yeah, there. Millennials. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it really it's just the thing that the NFL Network does. Um, so to spruce it up a little bit, they try to make these games divisional. Rivalry games. Opponents. Yeah. And, you know, they're, I mean, good luck trying to find, I mean, who's the Browns divisional rivalry right now, right? Nobody. I mean, they're, they're, they, you ask any fan base in Decency. Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, or Baltimore, and they'll laugh at you if you say the Browns are right. their rivals. Um, and then it's also supposed to be that color rush thing where they wear those gaudy jerseys, but the Browns can't do it because of some weird, theirs are brown and Baltimore's are purple, so they can't have both of them being dark, so they don't get to wear them anyways. It's a whole big thing. But, um, so the reason they're, I mean, they're, it's, can't it's, even just, get uh, it's just their turn to be on national TV is what it comes down to, and they figured they may as well put them against a team that, you know, is in the AFC or AFC North, and, you know, Baltimore just happened to be that one. I watched uh, some of the NFL games yesterday, and I'll tell you one of the things I noticed, Scott, is that there were less penalties called yesterday than previous weeks. Has there been a discussion at the pro level of, dude, stop blowing these whistles and let these guys play because these games are being horribly officiated? They're being decided by officials. You got to let these guys play a little. You think there's been a like a like an acknowledged like, dude, just kind of let them play. I'll be interesting to see the total numbers. Um, did you watch the Denver Oakland game last night? I did not see that game, but I watched a lot of the Green Bay game yesterday. Like, like, like Denver was clipping at Oakland, and Oakland drove down the field. I think they had three pass interference penalties in the same drive. Oh, just really? allowed Oakland to drive down the field to score. Um, you know, so I'd be interested to see like, what the total numbers were. You know, there, it's weird because. You know, it's, some of it's a discipline thing. I mean, you had the Browns line up in the neutral zone in back-to-back plays yesterday Idiots. before they allowed a touchdown to Ezekiel Elliott. I mean, you have dumb things like that where, you know, that you can't let them play when they're just blatantly dumb. You know, I mean, it's just, just the way it is. But there's a lot of these contact plays downfield that you can kind of go either way. And, you know, do you, do you want games to be decided by officials in that regard? Or do you – I mean – if you're the offense and there, you, there's a pass interference, but you don't call it because you, the, the fans are mad, I mean, is that fair to the offense? Who's you know, I don't, I don't know where the truth kind of lies. Um, I, I think a lot of it just needs to be you know, tight, these guys tightening their games up. I mean, there, there's so much that's that's penalty wise that is avoidable, like those like, neutral zone infractions, like the the defensive holding, like if a guy runs past you five yards, you just can't grab him. I mean, those right. kind of things are just going to be called every time. And if the NFL and teams want fewer penalties called, they need they need to do stuff like that. But on the flip side of the coin, you have quarterbacks who want more penalties called because they keep getting blasted in the dome. So I don't I don't know what the what the answer is going to be. Um, you know, obviously ratings are down. You know, per game, but I, I think a lot of that's just due to the fact that you have football Thursday through Sunday now, 
and people just have to kind of pick their battles if they want to also like live live some sort of life. And the election, I, I I really do think the election has a lot to do with the NFL ratings being down. I think there are some people who are just kind of oversaturated with the league and kind of feel like it's criminals running loose. And you know that, that Roger Goodell has handled some of the you know uh, punishment things the wrong way. And I so I think there are probably people who have stepped out from that. But the play is not as good. The play doesn't seem to be as good as it was three four years ago. Uh, I hear that the league's getting younger and younger, and the coaches says have less time with players and I think you're seeing some of that happen on the field. I want to move forward because the Browns just kind of make me nauseous nice. um, at this point. 0-9. Oh, I mean, I don't know how much conversation that really needs. I mean, they're 0-9. Oh, uh, can you make people uh, a little happy surrounding the baseball? It sounds to me if I'm reading correctly that like 95% of this Indians roster is going to be the same next year. Yeah, and, and to, to kind of pitch, you know, dovetail off what you're talking about, the ratings, I do think the baseball playoffs being as good as they yes, were took a lot of viewership helped. away from, yes. from football as well. Um, yeah, I'm surprised because I thought for sure Rajay Davis and Mike Napoli were going to be gone. Um, one-year deals, older guys uh, kind of, you know, did what they were asked to do. Um, you know, Mike did a lot of his work, obviously, during the regular season. Rajay was uh, <laughs> pretty much... The World Series hero in Game Seven, and uh, you know, fell. Um, you know, the team just fell just short. The pitching staff's locked up for many years. I mean, that's the one thing that fans of this team have been leaning on for a while. That's why you saw a lot of forecasts saying the Indians will peak next season. Um, so everything they were doing this season was kind of a prelude up to that. Um, you know, so there, there's there's a lot of reason to be excited. You know, you have Francisco Lindor who'll be a year older and a year more experienced and a year stronger. You have, you know. Jason Kipnis will still be here. You know, Jose for, or Jose Ramirez looks like a legit star at third base, and he's you know just you know in his early twenties. There's a lot of reasons to be excited, but yeah, they will largely be back. It'll be interesting to see what they end up doing with Davis and Napoli, though, because it sounds like one-year deals are back on the table. And if you're that age, you know, do you want to take another one-year deal and play for a competitor, or do you want to go to Milwaukee and maybe get a three-year deal for Max a little bit better, a little bit more money? But you know, so it'll depend on how that works out. Because I think both those guys legitimately like being here. Um, you know, they saw what it is like. I mean, Nap and Kipnis and those guys got along really, really well. So it'll it'll be interesting to see how it works. Kudos to the front office if they can make it happen. Um, but I do think bringing those guys back is not the end of the, you know, of the work that has to be done. I do think they need a legit center fielder and, uh, you know, it would, it would be nice if they could, you know, build up around the fringes as well, but we'll see how it works out. Um, certainly a lot to be excited about as a tribe fan. There's sure. no question about it. Um, as, as you kind of look into your crystal ball, Scott, I want your opinion. Um, does this game seven world series run? Does this turn into what the mid nineties were when everybody bought tickets and the, you know, the, the Jake sold out and 10 minutes flat season tickets and everybody was going to these games or does it continue to be a replay of last year where it's just like, eh, if there's, if there's a couple thousand people in the stands, we'll call that a success. Does this turn into tribe town? You know, I think it, it'll it'll get closer to it. I do know that they leveraged this postseason run into a substantial increase in season tickets. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of their twenty game packs were purchased, um, and there and I, I do believe the packs the the bleachers the bleacher seats that were available for these season ticket packages is completely sold out for the year. So there's a wow. lot of you know positive trends there. The issue will be it's 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 still you know 81 games that you're asking people to go to, and you know I think with baseball. The, the viewing at home is, is is really really good. I mean, you you get the box with the strike zone, and you get all the replays, and you get everything that I think the NFL fell victim to with the in-game experience people were talking about for so long. And now teams have ramped that up a little bit. So we'll see what happens. Um, I do think it'll be better 
Uh, I don't think it could get much worse. But it's good that, you know, they're finally able to ride this playoff run into something a little bit better. And, and I do think, you know, outside of Danny Salazar, you know, there's nothing in the way of, and I guess Michael Brantley to a point, from an injury standpoint, you know, everything that happened to this team throughout the season was largely fluky. You know, you had Jan Gomes break a hand because right. he got hit by a pitch. You had Carlos Carrasco take a line drive up the middle. You had a lot of these things that, you know, aren't necessarily sticky. And as long as Danny Salazar's arm is okay, you know, you have to assume that these guys will come back full force next season, and that's a lot to be excited about. So, I, it, you know, if it wants to be a tribe town, I don't see why it shouldn't work out. You know, I, you, you can never promise a World Series. I mean, it's really damn hard to do what those guys did. Right. But they're going to be good. They're going to be fun to watch, and, and, and they're going to be a lot of the same guys. And I think that was a lot of the, the, the complaints over years past is few people didn't, you know, they were used to rooting for the same guys in the 90s year after year. And after all that turnover, I think you're, now you're going to have the same guys to root for this time around. So it'll be really easy to be an Indians fan next season. That's a great point. We're talking to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. Let's move ahead to the Cavs now, if we could. It seems like um, they're just going to blow through the East the way everybody says that they are. Um, is there any drama in the East at all for the Cavaliers? I mean, I know the Pacers are, are better than they were two years ago, but is there any drama? I really like that Indiana team. I do too. Um, I know a lot. I know a lot of people were talking Boston as a number two seed. Um, I know a lot of people think Toronto can. You know, Demar Derozan is looking like the best scoring option in basketball right now. So there's something to be concerned about there. Um, you know, but when I say I like Indiana a lot, I mean I like Indiana in the way that they might take the Cavs to five or six games in a series. I mean, they're going to be tough. It's not. It's nothing like they would. You know, I don't. I don't think they're a threat to beat the Cavs. Right. Um, but they're exciting. They're a lot of fun. Paul George is legit top 10 talent. Miles Turner is a really good big man. I mean, they have a lot of options down there or over there in Indiana, and a lot of people are sleeping on them coming into this season. So from a drama standpoint, no, I think this team is really going to be at the only roadblock itself. I mean, if, if something happens injury-wise, obviously, um, you know, that, that could be a bit of a headwind, but they continue to get along really well. They continue to play really well. The big three is doing everything that they should be, that they're being asked to do. LeBron's a legit triple-double threat every time he takes the floor. You know, Kyrie, outside of the Philly game, could probably lead the league in scoring if he wanted to. You know, so there's a lot of things that, uh, you know, to be excited about in Cleveland. And no, I, I, if anything shy of the number one seed and a return to the NBA Finals, I think would be a huge disappointment. Um, you talk about the big three and what they've been capable of doing, and Kevin Love's playing at a high efficiency rate. I feel like Kyrie Irving's really stepping into his own, even though he had a little bit of a frustrating weekend. Uh, but the biggest news of the weekend, if you ask me, was LeBron James stepping into the number 10 spot of the most scored points in NBA history. Uh, how high up on that list can he go, and what does it mean for his legacy? I mean, it depends on how long he can play. I mean, his legacy's cemented. I mean, I don't think anybody's going to say he wasn't a top player because he finished seventh, you know, in the all-time scoring list. Um, you know, the issue that'll catch up to LeBron are his playoff minutes. I mean, he's played substantially more playoff minutes than anybody, you know, ever in, in basketball. And, I mean, that's the kind of thing that Father Time has to be standing on the sidelines looking at tapping his toe, just waiting to step in. Got to add the Olympics, um, too. What's that? You got to add the Olympics, too. Yeah, you know no, I mean? for sure. Those are minutes on um, those know, legs, too. And, and, and all the traveling and stuff that he does over there. I mean, he might not be playing, but on a plane to China, you know, every every off season, you know, isn't exactly the, uh, you know, the easiest thing either. So it's it'll be interesting. I, I do think, you know, he he has the potential to get up there. The, the 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 top two three spots are really really tough. I mean, it's so, and it, especially if you start to take a backseat from a scoring standpoint, like he's showing this year. Um, it's it, it sounds to me like he would be more content averaging nineteen ten and ten than than twenty seven seven and seven. 
And I think that just he, I, I, he he won't tell he won't say that it's a goal, but I think he would really like to average a triple double if he could if he could make it happen. Well, but yeah. for him for him to do that, he's going to have to score less. And you know, and if if that means Kyrie and Kevin have to step up on their scoring options, then then, then that's fine. Um, but that would also hinder his ability to move up that rank at a, at an elevated speed. So I think it's something he's willing to sacrifice because if he can. If you talk about that legacy, if he could be the first guy to average a triple double since Oscar Robertson, I mean that's 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 pretty damn impressive. Yeah, that would be pretty damn awesome. That's uh, Scott from WaitingForNextYear dot com, my man. We appreciate you joining us. We'll talk to you again next Monday at eight. Sounds good. You guys take care. Cool pop evil playing the House of Blues on. Uh, let me see here, February the fourteenth. We have those tickets for you. We'll pass those out next on Rock one hundred six nine. Rock one hundred six nine. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock one hundred six nine. We have Pop Evil tickets. We'll pass those out here just a few minutes from right now. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need for those. We just found a pair of tickets, actually, for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who will play the queue May 13th. That show just got announced this morning. And we'll get you into that around 9.30 this morning. And again, 9 o'clock, another opportunity for you to win $1,000 with Rock 1069's Big Cash Handout. Pass out some. Uh, I'll pass out the keyword for that. So the St. Louis Police Department is answering uncomfortable uh, conversations again, or questions, I should say. They're answering us among comfortable conversations yet again. We've seen issues with Missouri police departments now for the last couple of years, and this next story is going to add fuel to that. As there's a photo circling around, and nobody's really sure how it got out because it was on an official crime scene, uh, like camera. And nobody's sure how this this photo got out. Now, what I will say to you is, is that I uh, live under the school of thought that if something gets out, it's because somebody wanted it out. So I would be suspicious that somebody that works for the police department found this to be awful, wanted the photo to get out, so the so the officer in question would be punished. Right. That would just be my guess. And this is all about the fact that a 28 year old Armar Rahman was found dead in a home. When the cops showed up, and the uh, the ME ruled it an accidental drug overdose, that was after the fact. But in the photo, you can see a police officer holding the arm of said man, looking back at the camera, and giving the thumbs up. And it looks to be like there's a little bit of a smile on his face there. And, of course, this has made people angry. And I kind of racked my brain a little bit yesterday when I read about this, when I saw the photo, of try to find the reason why a thumbs up would be given. The only one I could come up with is, yes, I have a pulse. Thumbs up, there's a pulse here. But there wasn't. We know that. So there wasn't that. I was like, well, you know, maybe EMTs, maybe cops, maybe they use shorthand. Maybe, like, there's things that, you know, you do. Or maybe he was answering a question. It's a still photo. We don't know what was happening before or after it. So you got to look at it. And I was like looking for ways to maybe excuse this behavior. Because on the surface, looking at the photo still like that, it looks awful. It is. It's a, it's a jarring photo. Because if that was my family member laying there like that, I would be unhappy if that photo got out. And I think people are shocked to find this kind of stuff out. Now, if you know cops and you know EMTs and that kind of stuff, they have a little bit, their sense of humor are a little darker sometimes. 
and you know because of the things they kind of deal with with their job and I understand that but there's not a place for that with a dead body in your hand. Yeah, I mean there's gallows humor, there's no question for about sure there that. Is. And, yeah. and you probably have to resort to that at times just to make it through your day, but I like I said I was like hours on end yesterday like trying to like figure out the reason for a thumbs up and I can't come up with a good one. I mean, is the time for gallows humor when somebody's dead and I when I say that I genuinely mean that in the sense of like I'm not going to hurt anyone's feelings. We're dealing with a dead body here. If there's ever been a time where you can kind of be like, huh, can't believe it. You know, here we are again, doing another, pulling another overdose out. I'd rather cops do that after their shift when they're together having a beer to like wash off their day. Yeah. Like, right. I mean, yeah. that, I know I just said that and that's perfect world scenario stuff. I get that. Right. <sighs> Even then, you're going to get into, well, if that was your family member, you're going to... I don't to, want them doing it about right, my family. You're, right. you're, you're going to feel differently. That's true. Regardless of how that person died, that's still your loved one, that's still somebody that you cared about, and for them not to be treated with the utmost respect, I can understand why you view that as an insult. I do. I can un- I understand why you view that as you're not valuing their life, you're not, you know, you're, it's, you're dehumanizing that person. I get that. Now, I understand that that's a tough job, and, you, you know, you do what you do or whatever to get through your day. But you gotta know, given the climate right now, that this isn't the best thing to be doing. Now, again, it should be said, it should be stated again that this photo got out without anybody really knowing where it came from or how it got out. But I maintain that if it got out, somebody wanted it out, and I bet somebody working for the police department had saw the photo and was like, "Dude, this isn't okay. We got to get this guy punished." Right, because if we don't get out there in front of it, somebody's going. This to is find going to this. be this worse. Is get out. Right, and, right. Um, you look at the picture, you look at the smirk on his face, the you, look smirk the makes thumb, it you look at the thumbs up, and I, I, you're right, it's a picture, and it's a snapshot of a moment in time, and God knows that guy could have just been like, it might not and, even be a smile, right, right, right. And, and that's the way his face just fell, and you're right, who knows about, but it's not, it's a lot of, a lot of what, but it's, what it's right. Thoughts, right, there's a lot of flags in that one. Now, my guess is, and again, purely guessing, purely speculating, is the cop taking the photo probably said, are we looking at another drug situation here? Yeah, that's what that is. Thumbs up. But so maybe it's making too much of a deal out of it. But if that were my family member, I would have a huge problem with that. And again, we've seen this particular police department right. have problems of fundamental racism in it. And we're talking about a black man laying there dead and a white cop giving the thumbs up. So I'm not saying that this was a racial thing that happened. But given the history of the police department, I understand why Facebook and Twitter is going to go racism. I get it. And why you as a police force really do have to have some situational awareness, awareness. of like, right. hey, this is I what agree. we're dealing with. And hey, this is how we, we combat that problem is by making sure pictures like this don't happen. I um, Yeah, I can understand why people are going to the race card for this one, because sometimes that's what it is. Does that card get played too often? Yeah, maybe. In certain situations? Sure. I'll meet you there. But sometimes that's exactly what happens. I don't know what happened here, but if I was that family, if I was related to that that guy in that photo, I would have a hard time swallowing that. So, St. Louis, they're going to have to figure something out of there. They're going to have to go through that police department and, and get something figured out. That's just bad story after bad story after bad story. Sooner or later, you're going to have to change the story. We have Pop Evil tickets. They're playing the House of Blues for uh, February the 14th. 
And we'll send caller 15 right now, 1-800-243-7625. We'll send you to Pop Evil at the House of Blues and be right, uh, be right back with more Sansbury Show. Hang on. Hey, guys, you got Sansbury here for the Diamond Royale Club. Today being Monday, keep this in mind. Tonight for Monday Night Football, you're getting into the Diamond Royale Club absolutely free. No better place to watch the Monday Night Football game than at the Diamond Royale Club. Now, coming up on November the 18th, one of the best and biggest names in all of the adult entertainment industry, Sophie D, will be in the house at the Diamond Royale Club. I want to get you hooked up with a VIP party for that, so just text the word DIAMOND with your first and last name to 57739. We'll get you a party good for up to 20 people out of the Diamond Royale Club. Text the word DIAMOND with your first and last name to 57739. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Get $1,000 richer at 9 o'clock. We'll pass out the next keyword for Rock 106.9's Rock big cash handout. Rock 106, man! Yeah, I did. I got sex on the brain. A little bit right there. If you're listening uh, to the beginning of the program this morning, you probably have a good indicator as to why that is. Sex on the brain. Has she been like, oh my gosh, I heard you were talking about me on the radio show. No, I, I haven't talked to her yet. It's good. That's why I was vague about the whole thing. I don't, you know what I mean? I'm not really trying to crash and burn it. But if you missed it, there was a uh, there was a young woman showed up to the Agora and emphasis on young there. Um, 22. It's going her- it's going to crash and burn. No, young woman. I didn't say like young girl. <laughs> I wasn't like, yo, it's an 11-year-old here. No, dude, it's a young woman. 22. Yes. But don't worry about crashing and burning, buddy. It is crashing and burning. And no matter how you do how you do it, it's going to crash and burn. So, yeah, burn it, dude. Light that bitch on fire. <laughs> Not like her. I'm saying the situation. Yeah, I probably will. That's what I'm known for. Yeah. That's what I'm known for there. You know, called pulling a Stansberry. <laughs> it is ruining, uh, ruining relationships with the fair sex. I'm good at it. Pretty solid at it. Keeping with the destroying theme here. Did you, uh, did you hear about this as uh, major league baseball is going to destroy the Cleveland Indians world series championship gear instead of donating it to, uh, you know, charity and the like. Normally this is when you see that racist post of, you know, little black children over somewhere in the world. And Hey man, Indians t-shirts get here on Tuesday. Like, dude, if you post that, I question you as a person. I'll just be honest with you. I totally do. Well, because, like, don't get me wrong. Of course, there's racist undertones to it. and like, But the first time you saw it, it was like, <laughs> Yeah, that's funny because it's true. Uh-huh. That's, that's what we do with those. But at this point, it's been every championship season for the past 10 years in a row where right. it's like, oh, ha, 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 it's so funny. So, yeah, at that point, you really are just like, hey, any reason to get a laugh at African people I'll take is. So, you're right. There's, there's a little bit of racism. For sure there is. In there. Major League Baseball says that it's destroying the gear. says, in past years, we have used the world's uh, the world vision. I, I, apparently, that's a company that passes this kind mm-hmm. of stuff out. But they said that we've moved our policy to destroying the merchandise. The reason is to protect the team from inaccurate merchandise being available or visible in the general marketplace. Last year's merchandise made for the Mets was donated to World Vision and distributed to people in need of uh, in developing countries. What do I care if they have an inaccurate depiction of what's happening over here? If they have a, if they get to wear clothing, 
What a weird thing to care about if when we're talking about clothing human beings. They don't want it to end up on eBay, and they don't want it to end up as like, hey, these are collector's items of the misprinted shirts. But like at the end of the day, if I really wanted an Indians 2016 World Champion shirt, I can make one. Nothing stopping me from making one. Oh, go to a go to a good street dealer, and they have those. Right, but but you know whether you get it illegally or you make it or however you want it, if you really want one, you can make it. Right. Um, it feels very wasteful to obviously destroy what our new like high quality shirts. I it's mean, these are to me. these are Adidas. These are like high quality. shirts. How are we letting this happen now? The only thing I'm going to say about this is, and I saw like a documentary about this, about like third world countries and stuff. When we flood them with like used clothing or used shoes or like stuff that we deem as like, hey, I don't want to throw it away. Did, I, did we just did we just call supplying underprivileged people with products, flooding them with it? With what happens there is you destroy the opportunity for that economy to evolve, for that economy to be like, all right, hey, all of our people need clothes. We should make clothes. Therefore, we can hire people and we can have jobs and we can build an economy. And we can do this. And it's a little bit like, well, well what yep. are you going to wear to the factory the first day, though? Well, it's a little bit of like, well, if you want to, if you shut off the faucet, people are going to go find water. Yeah, and by I'm, I'm big into that. I and, am. And by constantly bombarding them with, hey, here's your championships, you know. Man. Dude, America can't win for losing. Well, and I know. And, and I, when I saw this, I was a little bit torn because I'm like, well, dude, I've got all this stuff I want to take and dump into that yellow bin outside of Giant Eagle. I just and, did and move it. On with my life. Just did it and cleaned out half my closet. I've never felt better. But there is, you know, there is a little point there where it's like, well, would there be a, a, a you know, and we're sending this to countries where they're making these shirts. You know what I'm saying? Like these, these bro, we already got these. Right. These poor little kids are sitting there running sewing machines for 16 hours a day, running their fingers through it, you know, just so we can have cheap Under Armour gear, and then when we don't want it, we send it back to them, and you can't even make your own shirts anymore. I don't know. Okay, there are probably some solid points to the economy needs to build itself there. I'll give you that, okay? I don't think America donating our shirts is the biggest problem to that, right? I think there are probably other obstacles to that economy being built. I don't think the the Indian t-shirts are holding you down. Yeah, Boko Haram's kind of a big one. I mean, yeah, yeah, the the the, the fact that there's a billion right. people shoved into one country, even India, that's a big one. Might have something to do with it. Right. Like I said, I, it feels wasteful. Like you hit the nail on the head. It feels wasteful. It does. It and does. this is a, like a strange time. Like You're not allowed to be wasteful anymore. Like, well, why don't we just... I mean, we're trying to figure out good ways for us to take food waste that, like, grocery stores are throwing out and give it to people. Because people need food. Well, people need clothing, too. I I don't like this. I really, honestly, until I read about the Mets (laughs) stuff, honestly, I thought maybe that this was about Chief Wahoo being on it. And maybe we didn't want to spread that logo to other countries anymore. Than it already has been in years past, and this and that. I thought maybe that might be part of it. I did. The hell does Bangladesh care about about Native Americans? Well, right? I, you know, some of those countries probably have felt the the brunt of some race issues. They probably got the fuzzy end of the lollipop on the race card thing there, and maybe we don't want to pile on. Yeah, but they don't know about like you know Tatanka and, and they Sachimo don't know about it. Like, no, you know? but a liberal in Vermont does, yeah. and they're going to see the photo, yeah. and they're going to be like, oh my god! And now we got to send racist ass t-shirts to the middle of nowhere right i mean i can hear it i can i can i can see the tweets but i don't know those chubby little kids i'd rather see them in a in a, in a chief wahoo shirt than i would see in their stomach coming over the one diaper that they have i think let's get them swaddled in some indians gear 
I don't like this at all. I think if we have clothing and we can give it to people or throw it away, then give it to people is the obvious answer. Jesus, dude. All right, Hillary, just get into the goddamn White House now and pass out T-shirts to 100. You know what I mean? Indian T-shirt for you and for you and for you. All right. Actually, I have a couple of Hillary questions for you. Okay. And uh, you know what? Let's uh, let's actually do that next. We'll, uh, we'll we'll handle the Hillary thing next on the Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. Just heard the Red Hot Chili Peppers there. We have a pair of tickets for their show May 13th at the Q. We'll pass those out around 9.30 this morning. You could say we're going to give them away, give them away, give them away now. I'll be honest. Like that band? Hate that song. <laughs> Have always, always hated that song. Like the band. But I just don't get that song at all. Not my favorite band, but I enjoy them and I would always go. Like, I feel like they put on a pretty good show. I think the last time I saw them was on the Stadium Arcadium Tour. It's been a while. Yeah, I mean, when you've been playing the same songs for the past 30 years, you guys better be pretty damn good at it. And their catalog isn't to be questioned. I mean, hits for years. Right. They could do a two-hour show. You're going to know every song coming from the stage. Right. That's a good show to go to. May 13th. We'll get you into that. And just uh, around, well, like, yeah, around 930 this morning. So election day tomorrow. Phantom's already voted. Yeah. I'm putting it off. I'm doing the American thing. <laughs> going tomorrow. And I'll take care of it tomorrow. I was going to go today, but the weather's looking great, so I don't want to I don't want to run the risk of being in line for hours and missing out on the golf. So, you know what? The government and the elections and who's president will wait till there's a rain day, which is tomorrow. I can't be bothered with it. I'm worried you're going to have to stand outside in the rain to vote and you're going to be like, I don't care, whatever. Ah, Facebook live it. All right. Get something out of it. All right. Make the boss happy. Yeah. That's what's going to make the boss happy. Being the number one goddamn show in Canton, Ohio twice in the past three years hasn't made the boss happy, but that's what's going to be. He didn't care all that much about that. No, he didn't. Chubby little bastard. Jeez. Guy's still on vacation. I'm hating on him. Is that why you're hating on him? Because he's on vacation and he you're has not? He money to go on vacation. Boy's looking for money to go buy groceries right now. Jeez. Dude, it's like the fourth time today. And I'm just going to throw this out there. But if you need to borrow money, I'm happy to try to help you out. I shouldn't need to. I know. I understand I that. I should not need I, to. I agree with you. My gripe isn't with you. My I gripe, know. My gripe's not with my checking account. My gripe is with my boss. I understand I'm that. i a little bastard. But I'd strangle him if I could. If I in any way can make your week easier, buddy, I would I would, I would. would like to be, I would like to help you. I would like to. I just feel like you're a few days away from, I don't know, selling blood, plasma, maybe right, maybe a little right. sperm. Sperm donor, dude. Any yeah. bodily fluids I can get rid of, yeah. Hey, who's buying this out of the trunk of my car? So, Oh, my God. That's a terrible plan. Yeah, don't, don't sperm do donations out of the trunk of my car. Oh, gross. So election day tomorrow. Yeah. And everybody's all up in arms about this. And I said to start the program out this morning that, you know, for those of you that are like, oh, my God, thank God, Election Day, and then, then we can be done. You're not going to be done with this. This isn't going to just go away the day after tomorrow. Like, first of all, swarmy-ass liberals are going to get up on their soapboxes and talk about how they were right all along and how you would st- idiot Trumpsters should have seen this coming. And they're just going to hit you over the head with it forever. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be bad. Like, I've said this before that, you know, in past presidential elections I've voted in, I've never felt like, ha I told you You don't so. want to victory lap it. Right. And that's maybe it's because, you know, of the tones of this, of this, of this election, but there is going to be a huge 
huge part of the population who's just like, yeah, celebrate Hillary. Our Trump, Trump sucks. You could suck on that, Trumpers. And dude, you know those people are not going to take kindly to that. No, they're going to be angry. They're going yes. to feel. They're going to feel even more disenfranchised than they do right now. And I agree. And Trump has emboldened that rage. He has given that rage legs. He has given that anger and that it's all rigged against me and the world's coming against me and it's harder and harder for me. And dude, there's going to be there are going to be people who, who act on that. Some have said that that's what he's done. Is that not that he's obviously not that he's pulled together conservatives that he's just pulled together like a band of angry. Yeah. And that it's not necessarily conservatives or Republicans that are behind him. It's just people who were who were mad right. and don't sometimes don't even know totally about what. Just feel like the country's going in the wrong direction. Now, right. look, you're allowed to believe that the country's going in the wrong wrong direction under Barack Obama's leadership, and where and that you think that Hillary will continue that. You're allowed to think that. A lot of people on both sides think that. Whether right. you're super conservative, remotely conservative, or super liberal, you're like, no, country's going in the wrong way. Yeah, I mean, plenty of people think that. So one of the things I saw with Hillary over the weekend, one of the uh, uh, you know the big dialogues about her was this rally that was happening here, yeah. uh, you know, in in the Cleveland area. And there's a video, and it, we posted it at wrqk.com in the Stansbury Show section of a blunt being passed at the rally because Jay Z was playing, mm-hmm. right? So surprise, there's drugs at concerts. Really? Let's not pretend that that's a rap concert thing. Been to more than enough rock shows. Plenty of blunts at rock shows. Okay. Joints at rock shows usually. Yeah, that's that's it's actually more fair. But trust me, I work at a concert venue. Plenty of blunt smoking going on at rock shows too. Yeah. So let's take it out of the well. Hillary had a rap star up there, and now look what happens. The video's hilarious too. The video is hilarious. This guy's smoking a blunt. He tries to hand it to this woman. She ain't having it. No, nope, not on camera. She's not. But one of the things I heard. Over the weekend was, oh my God, the hypocrite liberals. They're all mad about grab them by the P, but then they're all standing up and they're listening to Jay-Z use the N-word and the F-word and all this stuff from the stage. Okay, those are very different things. Okay? Jay-Z is making what is called art. Now, you could debate that well whether or not it's art or not and this and that. That's your opinion. But at the end of the day, musical expression is art versus... Well, when you're a star, you can just grab them like a bowling ball. They'll let you. Now I'm adding some stuff into there. What Trump said because I well actually because I can't, can't say, say what say a guy, I can't say what a guy running for president said. Can't say it. Now maybe I'm looking to excuse this because I'm a Jay Z fan. But I mean, it's not like we didn't know what the the lyrics of his music was before. He got booked to do the rally. Why are we mad after it? Yeah, I don't know what changed there. Um, I mean, why are, why are we mad about that? Now, what I'm going to say about this is, is uh, number one, if one's right and one's wrong, then that should be the case for both. So we're making the argument, well, Jay-Z shouldn't be allowed to do it either. Well, if that's your argument as conservative, so you're admitting what Trump said was wrong. So then... We're just going to disqualify him, though, right? Right. So, the, so, so you've got, so you've got that there. Where it's, oh, you're such a hypocrite. I can't believe you want Jay Z up there being able to say that. Number one, Jay Z's not running for president. Not a yet. Huge, huge difference. <laughs> not there. yet. Huge, significant right. difference. Big there. one there. Um, and also, I mean, you're right. Where art is, is, is you can, you know. There's a million different things you can do and kind of hide under the umbrella of art. We're like, no, that's not what I'm saying. That's we hide what, under that umbrella all the time. So, right. And you expect, you know, I, I, Christian Bale never murdered anybody, but an American psycho, man, he was just raping and pillaging through the entire, you know, right. so you can't necessarily put that all in the, well, it's to be taken literally. For some reason, music is treated differently than movies are that way. And 
Dude, if you're like surprised that Democrats and liberals are hypocrites, like welcome. Where to have the, you been? Welcome to the party, dude. Right. Like that's what that's what that's what Republicans and conservatives' argument has been forever. Is, ah, you're just a bunch of hypocrites. You guys go blowing with the wind. Now you guys are the ones who are saying, oh, dude, no, let Trump just blow in the wind. The strength of conservatism has always been that you stand by your values, right. and if you're willing to undersell your values, and well, Jay Z did it too. Your president, your nominee for president, is doing that. How how are those the same thing, dude? I will admit that it's weird for me these days to see rappers this close to politics. Right. Artists have been a part of this thing. Musicians and actors and the thing. But given some of the content, but you never saw like like Cannibal Corpse, like to, to, to give you like a metal band. You never see Cannibal Corpse with their subject matter out there surrounding a presidential candidate. It does seem weird that candidates are embracing rappers that have a very controversial, especially, I mean, dude, Jay-Z, there's videos of Jay-Z smacking a woman across the face, oh, like, a, like a female fan across the face, because she asked for an autograph. Can- so, I mean, there's definitely some red flags there. Cannibal Corp's not nearly as big. Right. I mean, no, I know. So- I'm just saying, like, you, you wouldn't have seen even a Democrat wrap their arms around NWA. No, not back in the day. Of course not. But I mean, that's 30 years ago. People are considerably less afraid of rap music. The black population and their their power within elections is considerably bigger. And if you don't think that that's, of course, that's Hillary trying to rile up and trying to get the young black vote out. Yes. yes. 100%. Right. Of course. I, I mean, the ca- the candidate would admit that to you. She's trying to counterbalance the, the super predator subject. Why, why don't you see this on the other side? Other than Ted Nugent. Who's who's gonna stand up and do a concert for Trump? Why isn't Jason Aldean? If he's such a hey, I'm a good old country boy, and uh, you know, hey, to the right. Why aren't these guys uh, putting their name out there? I don't. I think I think even people who are conservative and would probably vote for most Republicans are still looking at Trump like, you know what, dude? I'm in the celebrity fold, and I don't know if I can necessarily stand next to that right now because Luke Bryan knows. Donald Trump isn't going to win, and you don't want that stink on you, dude. You right. don't. You, you don't want to stand next to somebody who's going to lose. And he's going to lose. Now, look, I know I'm going to be hit over the head with this a thousand times a day. You guys are biased. Well, first of all, we're allowed to be. Yeah. This is an opinion based. I have to. I can't believe I have to explain this to adults every time I talk about this, but I do because you people send in emails. Right? We're allowed to be biased. It's an entertainment-based program. It's an opinion-based program. This is not a journalistic endeavor. So quit trying to hold me up to the standards that CNN doesn't even have anymore. But that's where that gripe goes. It doesn't go here. It doesn't go on a rock station. Okay? And if you listen carefully enough, which I know people don't, but if you listen carefully enough, what has been said is our estimation is that she should win. Not that she wins or the country's going to hell. That's biased. Okay? And that would be okay. Listen, would, listen to Rush Limbaugh, dude. Listen, listen to listen to conservative radio right now. If she wins, it's all going to hell. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, you guys have your outlet. That's that's where you should go listen to. I, uh, I mean, and, and again, this is going back to the Jay Z thing. Dude, Barack Obama had Jay Z do this. I went to the Jay Z show at the Q for Barack Obama. Radio station had the the corporate box. We all went as a staff. It was awesome. Because I just wanted to go to a Jay Z show. I didn't care. I mean, I mean, I knew the, the, that election was a big deal, and I knew it was like you know what I mean. It was like all eyes on that. But at the end of the day, I went because I wanted to hear Jay Z sing. Dude, Sweaty Teddy's doing stuff for Trump like today. You know what I mean? Where's Where's the difference? 
little bit yeah. of Wango Tango action. There's never been anything in the Wango Tango closet. Wang Tang sweet. Yeah, the sweet. Yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to use that word on the radio or not. But that's a pretty Trump word. He's grabbing his crotch on stage, the nuge. And once again, dude, like I said, if you are surprised that there's hypocrisy on the left, dude, welcome to the party. Welcome to the party. You guys can come on over here whenever you want. We change our minds all the time. It's what we do. You stand, you're the one who stand up for family values. You're the one who stand for, for there's no sway in a conservative. Dude, there's plenty of sway in liberals. Dude, it's what we do all the time. So just swaying around, just moving in the wind. Right, whatever, whatever suits our needs. That's what we do. Like Come on inflata- over, like that inflatable man at a cell phone opening. Right. If you guys want to sway in the wind, come on over, dude. We do it all the time. I just didn't get that. Oh my god, Hillary shares the stage with somebody using the N word. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't David Duke, though. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, yeah. You go tell Jay Z not to say the N word, bro. Yeah. See how that goes. Tell Nugent to not say the N-word. Dude, see how that goes. Nugent dealing with that. This is the other one that people were all proud about. Yeah. Is that, you know, it took 10,000 people. 10,000 people were at that rally for Jay-Z. And I guess more people were at a Trump rally for himself in Pennsylvania. Okay, but who's going to have more people tomorrow? It's not a popularity contest. Right. It is not a popularity contest, guys. At the end of the day, it's about getting the vote out. And it's not about packing out arenas. It's not about sharing memes on Facebook. I will also tell you, some people, dude, you know how many people go to those Trump rallies that aren't supporting him? You can't get caught up in the numbers. Don't get caught up in how many people went to go see him. He's a spectacle. Hey, I'll give you a perfect example. I went and saw him here because of the spectacle. Because I wanted to see, is this as crazy as everybody says it is? Are the people supporting him, are they as nuts as they are? Part of it was my job. I felt like it was part of my job to go. The guy was doing a rally five feet away from my house, so I went. But I'm just one guy. But you mean to tell me all those people that went and saw him in Pennsylvania were there because of him? No way. A lot of those people were there either A, to protest, or B, just to see it because it's like, ah, it's in our neighborhood, it's a spectacle. Even if all 10,000 are there to vote, you only get one vote out of each of those 10,000 people. It's not about that, dude. It's about getting the vote out. It's about knocking on millions of doors and bringing people to the polling place. Dude, fill up up the queue a hundred times, but until that trans Translates into that many votes, it, dude. It doesn't matter. You be as passionate as you want to be. Some of these things take up to like midnight on the day of one thirty in the morning, as late as it can be. You know, because of West Coast stuff like that. When do you think we can declare this tomorrow? I bet we can declare this by the six o'clock news. Yeah, early in the afternoon. It'll be. The, I mean, for him to win, and there's still a road for him to win. I will admit that one hundred percent. Um, for him to win, everything has to go perfect. As soon as one thing doesn't go perfect, as soon as Florida tips, or as soon as North Carolina tips, or you're going to have it early, it's going to be on the East Coast, and Clinton's going to bump up over 270 electoral votes, and it, it, dude, it'll 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 go from there. Yeah, I, I bet. I my guess is by the six o'clock news, we'll be able to declare her the winner. That would just be my guess. I can't believe Jay Z said the N word. Okay. <laughs> I can. I own every album. He says it a lot. Do you know what the name of this song is? African Americans in Paris is the name of this song, dude. Title so controversial, two white dudes can't even say it. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I don't get it. She's just courting the younger vote, the younger African American vote, and she needs it. Democrats need that vote. It's a... And they're that kind of that party that lies and says they're, they're all yeah. about them. Come on over. Now, guys. everybody knows that's a lie. Awesome. 
but they're at least willing to lie and, and pretend like they are. I think people are getting frustrated that Trump didn't play the game as well. And if he would have, it would have gone another way. But, dude, you didn't play the game. And don't get pissed at me when you come out on the basketball court and get called for a travel. Well, dude, yeah, but I can dunk it better than you. Yeah, but you have to dribble the ball, too. You can't You can't do one without the other. The game exists because of the rules. I will admit that there's part of me that wishes she would lose. I almost, uh, dude, again, for my business, Trump being president, not the worst thing in the world. Not at all. Not the Honestly, that's, do you give me a Trump presidency? It's feed up time for Stansberry. It's just like, well, dude, the guy's going to say something insane today. That'll take up two hours tomorrow. Oh, reading here. On my way to vote right now, Trump 2016, baby. There's Keith there. Glad you're getting out there, Keith. Yeah. Look, I just want you part of the process. Vote for who you want. You're allowed to be a Trump supporter. I, I, you know what I mean? I'm not one of those never him or never her people. I'm not one of those. Okay? I just have a feeling I know I think who's going to win. But there, but like I said, there's part of me that wants her to lose. There's, I want to watch people freak out. I kind of want to see it. Yo, dude, people would lose their minds. Oh, my God, dude. If she, dude, if he, dude, admit that the first nine months of him winning would be awesome. And imagine you talk about the smarmy liberals who are, ha-ha, I oh. told you so. Imagine the I told you so. Oh, the can't spellers? Oh, oh my God. Dude, yeah, they're, they're going to be, yeah, they'd be up in arms. We're going to get you into the Red Hot Chili Pepper Show. They're playing May 13th at the Q. We'll put you in next on the Stansbury Show. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com. That's where you can see that video of the blunt being passed at the Hillary rally. It's pretty funny stuff. And I hate to keep hitting you guys over the head with politics. I, I, I know I know some of you are just oversaturated with it and kind of come to programs like this one to get away from stuff like that. I understand that. Should we make it a politic-free zone? No. Jesus okay. Christ, what am I going to do? Not talk about Topic A for a month? Jesus. That's the worst. That's literally the worst radio idea I've ever heard. Yeah, it's a bad one. I uh, I have read now during the break that the campaign took Trump's Twitter access away from him. Like, he's not allowed to use Twitter today. Which, honestly, if you're that campaign, smart. You're right there at the finish line. Don't leave room for, like, the tweet that's going to drive people away. Uh, dude, if he loses, I'm going to say that's why he lost. Let Trump be Trump, dude. Why not let him have his, his platform? That's how he got to where he is, is by Trump being Trump. Dude, get another Taco Bowl tweet out there, Donald. Oh, Dude, why do you got to say stuff like that right before we're about to be done? Now I'm going to eat a taco bowl. Taco bowl does sound delicious right now. Dude, bro, I've been going hard lately with the food. I mean, eating everything in my wake, everything I see. I'm not going to lie. Um, I came in this morning and I, I was like, what does that smell? Breakfast pizza is what it was. <laughs> and then Stansberry comes trudging through, smashing out breakfast pizzas. What was that? A little sheets action Yeah, right a little pre-made sheets uh, breakfast pizza. It was delicious. Nice. Dude, sheets. The best fast food place in the country. It's good, man. It's good. You got those churros. It's good. Dig that place. Some fried appetizers. Those are delicious. Those burgers. They got two hot dogs, fries, and a pop right now for two ninety nine. Dude, we're pretty good about talking about things. Yeah. We're pretty good about talking yeah. about businesses. Sheets, give us some money. I don't even care. Don't even give me money. Give me a gas card, homie. If you're asking yourself the question, would he be paid in churros? The answer is yes. Oh, yeah. The answer is yes. Of resounding course. yes, of course. Of course we would there. 
I uh, pretty funny, dude. Trump's not allowed to tweet. He's like a kid being like being punished by his parents. Um, I can understand why you would do this in the last moment. Of yeah, course, looking at from from the from the logical perspective. But uh, like I said, there is a little bit of like, uh, in my opinion, when he loses, there is going to be that. Well, you didn't let Trump be Trump, and that Kellyanne Conway and that Steve Bannon, and they're all going to have their heads rolling because you didn't let Trump be Trump. There's also going to be well, crooked Hillary and the crooked media. And and uh, the crooked establishment and 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 all that, of course. I mean, a million excuses. You guys sound like millennials, dude. Well, it wasn't my fault. I failed. It was my fault. But you're right. That's a very millennial type attitude. There's gonna, there's going to be a million different. Well, it's it's everything but the Donald. Everything but the Donald. It comes down to your candidate. It really does. Hillary was one of the least liked Democratic candidates in the history of elections if you ran even somebody somewhat likable you would have killed her not even likable you wouldn't even have to be likable you could just be a generic white dude with with salt and pepper hair blue suit red tie white shirt bam that guy's winning the election done would have killed her right would have mopped the floor there was a point in this election earlier that i said to fantone that if you gave dude if you gave the country another mitt romney he'd be running away with this john huntsman bill weld those guys would have dominated flip side of the coin if it would have just been any other democrat dude bernie i don't know because he was a democratic socialist but i'm talking about like just any other democrat if it would have been joe biden dude if it would have been uncle joe it would have been been a squash but for some reason we decided on the two worst options that we had and now you're left with what you're left with yeah it's interesting Not not going on with that be interesting to see what happens tomorrow. I mean, I feel like I know what happens tomorrow. Still, it's going to be interesting, dude. The interest isn't to me isn't what's the results. The interest is is what happens after the reaction. The results. Yeah, the reaction to the result. Yeah, we've been saying it all morning. I think violence is part of it for sure. I do. Really, I can't put it past the American people. I can't put it past a human being. I know humans. We're the worst. Now you're not. Are you? I mean, are you saying like riots in the street? You think like a Ferguson situation I in the trailer park, it, though? I don't know if it gets that far to Ferguson. Uh, violence against Democrats celebrating violence, something like that. Like somebody punches out another. You will see. Yes, you will see pockets of people in the street celebrating and things thrown at them. Vice versa, too. Wow. Yeah, I think it's gonna be pretty bad. I really do. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I'm worried someone's just gonna come and punch me while I'm walking down the side of the street. I'm always worried about that. Though. Like, look at that idiot. I'm gonna punch him. But it, dude, yeah, a little concerned. I'm being asked what my opinion via Twitter. Josh has asked me what my opinion would be if Pence was the first name on the ticket. I think he loses too. I, I, I now for me, I'll just be honest with you. For me, he's bad on the internet, Mike Pence says, and he's bad on women's issues. And and but without getting too far into this, I can't vote for somebody who I think is going to defund Planned Parenthood. Now I know I just made a lot of you really angry by saying that, and that's okay. We're allowed to not. We're allowed to see differently on, on big on big issues. Uh-uh. I would hope that you would still be able to come here and be entertained, just because we view Planned Parenthood differently. But this country has a fundamental misunderstanding on what Planned Parenthood does. One of my best friends in the world, my friend Catherine, works at one of the busiest Planned Parenthood clinics in the Pacific Northwest. About two and a half percent of what they do there a month is abortion related. I want you to think about that number. Two and a half percent of what they do. But in the country, we view Planned Parenthood as where fetuses go to die. And that's just, it's just not, it's just not accurate.
Look at Stansberry with that liberal media spin. Everybody knows, dude. Planned Parenthood. Hillary's just sitting there with a catcher's mitt, breaking the aborted fetus's neck, drinking their bone marrow. Now that's what's happening. Because this topic is so toxic for people, and they and you're on one side or the other of it. I want to explain my position on that. It's not that I'm pro-abortion. It's just that I'm anti not having access to a. A procedure that sometimes is necessary, and the only way for it to be done and done safely is for it to be legal. And I would like to see less abortions per year. I don't like when it's used as a form of birth control. But overall, I believe it to be a necessary thing. And I believe, not that I believe, I know for fact, Planned Parenthood does more in other areas than they ever do around this one particular issue. And you can look at Texas, a place that did it. They shut down all the Planned Parenthoods, and guess what happened? Surprise! All the sexually transmitted diseases went through the roof. Dude, guys will vote the, the one way or the other on the whole plan. Here's what you got to remember. Planned Parenthood isn't a female issue. That's a male issue, too. Social issue. It affects men, too. It's not just, like, the place where bitches go. Like, that's, I, dude, you hear guys talk about Planned Parenthood like that, and it's like, oh, my God, well, how am I even going to have this conversation with you? If you're not going to admit that we all benefit from lower rates of gonorrhea, lower rates of, you know, chlamydia. Lower rates of unwanted teen births. I do. Do you want to keep people off welfare? So, I mean, there's that's my opinion on Pence. He's bad on the internet, bad on Planned Parenthood. So, my opinion is, is I think, honestly... I think he's almost too conservative for people, for a lot of people. I don't think he'd be doing any better against Hillary than Trump is. I really don't. I think he needed the power that the Trump name has to combat her. If I were the Republican Party right now, I'd be looking through. All right, what are you, a 35-year-old white guy? If, you're, if they're not coming the right. countryside right now, looking for people, th- then they're dumbasses. Who's going to be president in 2024? Then you're a dumbass. Right, Start exactly. looking right now, because that's Because that's how we got here. That's how we got here. Is because, dude, eight years ago, you should have been like, okay, we lost. Who's going to take over the reins next? And you didn't do it. You let 17 people up there and look who came out. You didn't do it. If you're not combing the countryside right now and starting to groom that dude to take her down now, then you're just dumb. Don't even look at to take her down, dude. One, dude, four years is eight years. Wait, look for 2024. That, that, that'd be my advice to you. Do an autopsy of your party. Try to uh, try to try to try to reach out to some some Hispanic voters. Maybe instead of calling them all rapists and, and criminals, you know, maybe be nice to them. Maybe that's what I would do. I wouldn't call them Taco Bowls. Man, Trump Tower, we had the best Taco Bowls ever. They might. You know, we don't know that that's not true. We should make a trip. Election tomorrow, and again, I keep trying. I keep trying to tell you guys. Quit acting like this is over tomorrow. It's not. It's not. November 9th. We'll all be able to sleep easy. Yeah, it's going to be fine. need to go back and look at that first year of Obama being president. It was a little rocky. A lot of controversy in there. Not necessarily from him, but from the country. And I think you're going to see that with the first female president, too. There are dudes. There. Are, sometimes I, I don't like to admit this stuff, but there are dudes out there that are just like, nope, hell no, women in the workplace, no, chain them to the fridge and then punch them. Like, there are those dudes, those guys out there exist, they do. It sounds foreign to me because what an ass backwards way to go through life. Yeah, you're a terrible person. If you right, that. yeah, that's awful. That's Trump awful. Trump that bitch. Trump that bitch. But they're out there. Yeah, they are.
and this, I told you so, and but it's rigged, and that fight, I'm just telling dude, uh, Facebook is, not that it already isn't, but Facebook is going to be the most annoying website in the world two days from now. Ugh, brutal. Just makes me want to stick my head in the sand. It really does. We have Red Hot Chili Peppers tickets. You'll have them next on Rock 106. Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9 online at WRQK.com. It's where you can see that photo of that Canton police cruiser just wrapped around the telephone pole. I didn't. I wish we could find more info about that. It happened a couple of nights ago. Middle of the night, and there's no more info can be found. Yeah, no update. I figured somebody would have known something. By now, yeah. We got friends in the police department. Maybe I'll reach out and see what I can do. Looking ahead to that tomorrow, it's New Tur Tuesday at 9 o'clock. Nice. Brand new Lady Gaga will be part of that. New Aaron Lewis. And new Green Day. Well, star started right there. I yeah. like that. Looking for a local. If you're in a band, want uh, want to get some radio play for your band, email me, stansbrightwrqk.com. Include a short bio. And a radio edited MB3. Now, I get this a lot. I understand that Facebook's like the way a lot of people communicate now. Mm-hmm. But if we're not friends on Facebook and you send me like a Facebook message, it kind of goes into the waiting to accept conversations folder thing. And I'll be honest with you. I don't open that. Yeah, I've run into that too. And there's plenty of people out there who are like, dude, why don't you hit me back? Why don't you talk to me? Right. And it's like, oh, oh I didn't even know that was there. That's why. And because I hate you. I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> well, that's a you thing. I like Sorry. people. I uh, but but there's very good chance I'm not going to see that. If you send it to stansbrewrkk.com, I'll have a better chance of seeing that. So, but we want to get some local bands played. We've done so for some other bands, and they've actually have packed shows because of it. So I'd like to uh, like to get your band some airtime. DJs too, rappers, whatever. Just hit me up stansbrewrkk.com. But looking ahead, like I said, new Lady Gaga, new Aaron Lewis, new Green Day, new Turd Tuesday. Uh, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino there. Your next opportunity to win $1,000 happens at 10 a.m. with Fishhead. He's got multiple opportunities, and then Kramer takes over 3 o'clock. He'll have a few for you as well. One more day to vote early. Election day tomorrow, but if you want to get out there early, Stark County Board of Elections is where you can do that if you live down here. And I think I've waited this long. just going to wait till tomorrow there. Go on election day there. True American style right That's there. That's right. Throw some bacon on it. Shoot a gun. Not at the polling center. No, no, I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> USA, USA. USA there. Right. We have a pair of, uh, what are they? They're Red Hot Chili Peppers tickets. Yeah, That's are. what they are. Red Hot Chili Peppers, and they play May 13th at the queue. We want to send you 1-800-243-7625. We'll take caller 17 right now. Aside from that, we are done for the day. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great day.